What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer. I am Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by the whole crew. What's up, Reinhardt? Not much. Glad to be here this week. Right on. Also joining us, Dogbot. Hello. Hey, I, I noticed something in the Lord of the Rings movies, and I just wanted to bring it up real quick. Sure. So I heard on a Missing 411 podcast that men's bodies float face down and women's bodies float face up. Okay. So in the two towers, when Aragorn uh, falls into the river over the cliff, uh, as he makes his way back to the shore, he's He's floating face up. That's not a Missing 411. He was shot. It's a movie. and fell over a cliff. It's, it's, yep. a, and it's a and it's a movie. It's a movie. But his his body was floating face up. It's a movie. Also, I don't believe David Pilates is the be all end all expert on how bodies float. I don't. I, well, not not in terms of like physiognomy and gender. Okay. Speaking of physiognomy. <laughs> <laughs> Nice segue. <laughs> did not intend that, but okay. No, not at all. So did you guys know? Broke physiognomy. Woke rumpology. Rumpology or bottom reading is a pseudoscience akin to physiognomy performed by examining crevices, dimples, warts, moles, and folds of a person's buttocks in much the same way as a chirologist would read the palm of the hand. Uh, I don't know who's signing up for that duty, but it ain't me. Booty duty. Nah, I'm a more of a more of a boob guy myself. Yeah, same. Mm. I mean, this is weird. I never, I've literally never heard of this. I, me either. Uh, thank you, Sean, for sharing that with us. <laughs> In all my years of rabbit holes and, and rabbit trails and things, I've you never might come across. Be this. careful what word you use associated with hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I changed it. Right. After you said it the first time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Context. Um, <laughs> context. Dogbot, there was context, okay? Right. I was just thinking about how in the near future there are going to be, you know, pseudoscientific experts who read the movement of parasites in a dilation area. I hate you. Uh,. He said it without saying it. But yeah, no, you're right, dude. Those are probably the same people that'll be like, this was a male skeleton. Definitely a male skeleton. Why? why I've, been, does- I've been feeling a lot closer to suicide lately. Well, you know, yep. hop up on the chair. Let's get, <laughs> let's get the. Let's tie get that the, tie correctly. Yes. Let's get that 10 times, uh, you know, ring light with the mirror, with the, with the window in the middle. Yeah, let's get on there and see what we got. Oh, dude. Scooting around on there. All right. All right. All right. Can that be the most we do any of that tonight? I hope so. I do. I hope so. Um, That's enough physiognomy for this evening. But I had I had to get that in. I'm sorry. I I don't I don't know how we couldn't get that in. I I have never seen anything like that in my life. I laugh my ass off. Literally. Boo. I know, but it's like dude staring at another dude's ass. Hmm. That guy's definitely a liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> felt we had felt we had to bonk you on the head after that. <laughs> no, and there's no bonk. There's no horns involved with that. No, no. 
That's not <laughs> horn posting. Oh my god! You're, we're at a restaurant with you, and a woman walks by, and you're like, "I can tell that one has daddy problems." I mean, that's Dude, not that's hard, not that though. hard to do. Have you seen women? Like, yeah. oh, you got to look for the hair color, the bull ring in the nose. You know. I was about to mention that you know it only seems useful for us on guys because women, it's very easy to tell yeah. everything about them. <laughs> you can, <laughs> by their jewelry, makeup, the way they yeah. walk. Yes. All right. So you're saying, Reinhardt, that it would be useful to stare at men's asses to determine their personality? If you I'm were a rumpologist, be... yes. Yes. But I don't believe Reinhardt is working on a degree in rumpology. Okay. He's not advocating for the research. I don't believe so. Field. I don't believe so. I, am, okay. I will not be making a paranormies grant to the scientific research of rumpology. Oh, thank no. God. You're thank not going to be making an anonymous Bitcoin donation? No. Uh, no, I have no Bitcoin. No, I won't let him do that with, with our Bitcoin, so no. Oh, that's oh, no. Speaking of coins, guys, we got a donation. Nice. Yes, we got a donation. It is an anonymous donation, as far as I can tell. Uh, we haven't gotten an email telling us who it's from or anything, but we got a donation of 1.04213566 Litecoin. So it's uh, like 120 bucks. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Yes. That is going into the um, hosting services fund once we find new hosting, which which we are doing. Brian Hart. Uh, yes, we are. We are working on it. Um, you know, we're trying not to just jump into another hosting service, just like Zencast, because we're going to end up with the exact same issue. It's only a matter of time. So we're working on a solution that will... Uh, be permanent otherwise known as a final solution i would love we're, a final solution to this problem actually i'd love a not, final solution to several problems but go ahead dog about we're not begging for donations here but i am gonna just come out here and say it if you do appreciate what we provide it would be very helpful with a little bit of a uh, monetary boost to help us find a new home to where we can post the content securely and not have random uh, administrators of these sites decide arbitrarily one day, oh, they don't get to host here anymore. Yeah. Because that's that's what happened. We, I mean... Well, actually what it, happened was... And I'll tell you exactly what happened with Zencast. The guys at Zencast, they don't care. They give me your 14 bucks a month. They don't care what you talk about. Um, but they auto-publish all of your stuff to Spotify and Google and whoever Spreaker and whoever else um, does like podcast, you know, uh, host podcast or whatever. And since we have been banned from pretty much everything, um, Google realized that they were broadcasting our content to Google podcasts and Google sent an email, I'm sure, to old Kieran over at Zencast and was like, hey, uh, by the way, we are the internet, so um, take them off. Otherwise, you'll be off. Pretty sure that's how the conversation went. That sounds about right. And wouldn't you know it, they still took the money. Well, we got a refund. We got a refund. We got, oh, that's uh, good. We got $12.22 back. Because <laughs> there was like a day and a half of hosting that we had to pay for. But still, twelve twenty-two, like after the two 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 day, that's pretty funny. Uh, you know, you know the guy that had to uh, had to cancel us and issue us the refund was probably like, man, 
been listening to these guys for a while. You right. know, we just hit the two 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 thing. Right. He's like, Man, my favorite <laughs> show is going away. Thanks, Kieran. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Well, we are we are um in the process of moving to other hosting services. So yeah, stay tuned, fam. We will be on you can't stop the paranormies. Okay. We're we are in your walls, we are in your internet, we are everywhere. And we are not chugging twisted teas. No, we are not linking arms and chugging twisted teas. Absolutely not. I'm ordering pizzas on your Domino's account. Okay, that's fine. But like, do that. But like, yeah, we're not locking arms and drinking twisted teas like the pair of fucking homos on YouTube. <laughs> All right. I don't drink alcohol. Right. You're you're sober, and I only drink occasionally. And Reinhardt is, you know, hey guys, you know what I forgot to ask? How's the how's the worm pill going? Uh, I finished my cleanse. Cool. Uh, yeah. I, well, because I, I finished the I fin- I basically wiped out that bottle of black walnut wormwood. Okay. I, I have a ton of the bentonite in the uh, yeah the diatomaceous earth. Diatomaceous earth. Yeah. Diatomaceous. I have a ton of that left. You're not. Yeah, you're gonna run out of the one first, uh, but that's the important one. And what, what was right. it like? How many? How long did it last? You three weeks, something like that. Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, so you did two weeks. Uh, I I was doing like literally the thirty drops a day, but then I got used to how much thirty drops looked like, so I just started squirting it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wasn't counting like specifically thirty drops. It it was just basically going up to. Close it was up to the line to the where you top. saw, yeah. I was doing, yeah. When I was when I did like the first week, I was like, I don't feel anything at all, so I doubled it. I was doing uh, it twice a day with forty five drops a day. Yeah, and uh, I, see, I, was, I was doing thirty drops three times a day. Oh, you're doing three times a day. Okay, so you did yeah. yours three times a day. I was doing four. Was it three times a day? The morning, three times a day. Morning and yep. yeah, and then right before bed. Okay, so forty-five drops three times a day. So I added another forty-five drops. So it's basically doing it four times a day. I feel better. Um, I feel cleaner. I think. However, I did not witness any of the uh, exodus. Let's just say. I I didn't either, and yeah. I'm going to be thoroughly honest because I was greatly curious. I looked. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did too. Um, Notice some weird stuff, that's for sure, but I didn't see anything swimming around. Well, you would it wouldn't have been swimming, Reinhardt. It would have been dead. That's the whole point. Yeah, well, well, that's true. Uh well, I did notice some weird things. I will be honest there. All right. But like uh, definitely I definitely feel better. I honestly figured I would because as much sushi as I've eaten and like undercooked meat. Like low you know, like I eat my steaks rare, you know. Knock his hoofs off and wipe his ass, bring him out, I'll handle the rest. Like, that's, I figured something, you know, no, nothing, which is fine. I'm totally fine without having any sort of large, you know, uh, parasites, I guess. But maybe they were microscopic. Maybe I killed the ones that are, I don't know. But I do feel better. I have more clarity of thought. I do, I do know that the brain fog um, did go away too. Like, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, maybe I'm just old and I forget things, but I, I don't seem to be doing that as much anymore. Yeah, in our uh, conversations, well, you used to forget stuff a lot. Not not so much anymore. Thanks. The brain fog, the brain fog basically went away for me, except the other day we were playing uh, Jeopardy on Alexa. And you can play I Jeopardy couldn't remember Alexa? Jefferson Davis's name. 
You can play Jeopardy on Alexa? Yeah. Why, first why of all, Alexa? Why? Yeah, first of all, why do you have an Alexa? I don't, but I was oh. at a place where one where one was activated and they were playing Jeopardy and I was joining in because it was fun. Dude, you didn't leave as soon as they turned it on? Dude, yeah, it's, pro- sort of, it's probably like, the Alexa itself that made you brain no, fog no, but, Jefferson dude, Davis. Yeah. No, but get this. Get this. Dude. I was playing just random songs from bands I like, right? Yeah. And I was sitting there and I was thinking about Fugazi. Shut up. And it played a Fugazi song off the album I was thinking about. Shut up. I'm not kidding. Yeah, there totally are many. Not I'm not doing a bit. Many, many such cases. <laughs> I know. It seriously is a massive phenomenon. Okay. So. So, th- so the band that was playing was Faith No More, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't anything like Ian McKay or what Guy was before Faith No More. What was before Faith No More? Something random. Uh, Mr. Bungle. Okay, so you were on like a Mike Patton kick, and for some uh, reason, uh, it went, yeah. And for some reason, it went to Fugazi from Mike Patton. That doesn't really. I mean, I can see how you might make that jump, but I don't see how Alexa could make that connection. I do not know. I so. No, I was I was thinking about I was thinking about the song off in on the kill taker rend it and uh good song. It instead it started oh it's an amazing song. That's the and great it song started for tonight. playing it started playing Facet Squared. Huh. Which which so, is the first song which is the first song off the same album. Yeah, that's the first song on the album. Let's actually let's do you want to play the Alexa song or do you want to play the one for break? What do you Oh, you want to play rend it? Yeah, now we have to. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, it's an amazing song. Okay, so "Rend It" by Fugazi is the break music this yeah. evening. All right, cool. Probably like probably like a top five unrequited love song of all time, definitely. Oh, it's up there. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it's, it's everything Trent Reznor ever did is like pussy. <laughs> all his unre- <laughs> Trent no, Reznor. His, most his, of Trent Reznor's his, career was made was based off of like one breakup, I think. Uh yeah, well like at least four. That he's talked about, but yeah, um, I, I would say Trent. Get well, song, actually, done Lo- the Trent Reznor. Okay, Trent's song "Love Is Not Enough" is really good. Yeah, yeah. All right, this isn't a music episode. This is the Nationalist Inquirer. So Alexa read your mind and played Fugazi. That is crazy, Reinhardt. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, no, I've never used an Alexa. I've never been around one. I don't. I not don't just an Alexa, things. like I'm not like any sort of like uh, your phone predicting things my, that you were thinking. Now, with my phone, yes. My phone does that all the time, actually. Um, Stuff you didn't even when say? I did, when I did have Facebook, this was maybe two, three years ago, um, I would not even, I would be thinking of something that I hadn't even searched for, hadn't liked it on Facebook because I kept it as bare bones as possible, and it would show up in an ad. Something I hadn't even looked up, so there's no way I could have pulled it from like my internet cookies or anything. Dude, this is... So tinfoil schizo retard right now. Except it's it's been a thing. People have been posting about this stuff pretty much since Alexa came out, and yeah. then people, of course, you know, started catching on to like all the weird Facebook ads. Well, but the uh, thing is, is it does listen to you. It does have algorithms. I mean, the you know the simulated world system. Big but D-way. when you're just thinking about something, right. if you're if you're but, in your head thinking, oh, I wonder what this looks like, or this could be really cool, and then you go to your phone. And you see it. Right. Um, so are you saying 
that somehow the network is already out there and it's already like we're all already uploaded to the network? I think in certain ways we probably all are to some extent. Mm. I mean, we've all we've all gotten vaccines as a kid, right? None of us grew up in in homes where yeah, none of us are like Amish. Didn't allow us. Yeah, none of us were Amish. Yeah, none well, of us grew up right. that way. So I think we have Johnny, a certain amount. What's that, Johnny? What are what is the Venn diagram of like? What do you think the Venn diagram looks like of Gen Xers that like Primus, Faith No More, and Fugazi? Oh, geez. Those are some largely overlapping circles, though. Why is this coming back up? Well, because I, I'm thinking about the previous, like the previous songs, right? Mm-hmm. And would it just be would would a like? I mean, that sounds like could like it that, have that, been a coincidence? That was my. I don't it could, know. It could be because that's like my CD collection from the '90s too. Like, you know, like I, I'm playing uh, them damn blue collar tweakers. Great song. From Primus, and Great song. also also based on a true story. Uh, I know that from personal experience. Well, he, his his, I mean his, wasn't his dad like a car mechanic? Yeah, yeah. You know, he had like he had like, uh, according to rock mythology, he had like a blue collar upbringing. Yes, he had a right? very blue collar upbringing. He had. I'm not sure. I don't think his dad was a mechanic. I thought his dad was a union guy in the Bay Area. I thought it was like a union, like a like a. Might have been a um, a longshoreman, maybe. I don't know. He does do a lot of. There's a lot of talk about the docks and stuff. And anyways, the blue collar tweakers are talking about how basically construction workers do you know do speed and build things really fast, and that's how shit gets done. Like, <laughs> anyway, it's not a it's not a defamatory song. No, it's not like yeah. it's not these fucking drug addicts. It's like these these blue collar tweakers. If it wasn't for these blue collar guys who just happened to be tweakers, um, nothing would get. They were auto mechanics, Johnny. Were they auto mechanics? Yeah, they were. Okay, I swear to God, it was construct somebody else's construction. Yeah. They went fishing um, a lot. If that's if that's the case, well, honestly, that could be a, just a massive. I hate to say coincidence, but it could just be a massive uh, coincidence situation. If if, it if pl- it's entirely if- possible that the music is related and that song just could have come up on a shuffle. But here's the thing about Fug- it's Alexa picking from Amazon Music, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. So Fugazi is on Amazon Music, which is interesting enough. Uh, Fugazi's like. I mean, I guess it's popular. It's, I think Fugazi is probably more popular now than they were when they were a thing. Well, they were they were hugely popular when they were still active. It's just that they didn't submit to selling their stuff to major labels. Were they, they hugely popular, that, or were they like that underground hugely popular, which is not really? They could have headlined Lollapalooza. Maybe. I don't know. sixty now. What's that? Yeah, they're old. Yeah, all well, the all the people uh, yeah. of that generation are old. We're old. It's all right. But I mean, they didn't sell T-shirts. They didn't sell merchandise. They just sold their music. Yeah. If you had a Fugazi shirt, you made it. Yeah, like at, at uh, where they were selling '90s rock T-shirts at places like Gadzooks and stuff like that. You could buy a shirt that said. This is not a Fugazi T-shirt, and it was a similar typeset as the album Repeater, but it wasn't a Fugazi T-shirt. Right. Okay. Anyway, no, no, you're you're right. You're right. 
they they were they were but they were still i don't know i don't i don't think they i mean they probably would have put them at the headliner but i don't think they were like as popular as well here here's anyway. the thing anyway. i think if if alexa was going to pick a random song it yeah. would have been like waiting room but it but sure but like alexa picking a fugazi song is kind of odd anyways but primus mike patton and all and all that remains god damn it faith no more <laughs> wrong kind of music um I mean, from that era, it's kind of in the same. Like, I could see all those CDs in the same collection, right? Right. So, it could be a humongous coincidence, but I doubt it. Because you were thinking, was it your turn? Like, I mean, like, were you at the Alexa doing the bit? Oh yeah, I was just, you know, as the song would expire, I would think of another one that I wanted to play for this person. Right, but and you I were, would, but I would, you... I would ask for it. But, yeah, but, you're, like, but after that last Faith No More song, like I was busy doing something and it picked it on its own. Okay. See, I mean, my phone has been doing this for a very long time. My computer too. Um, I don't have I don't have Siri or an Alexa to to ask to do stuff for me. But like I've you know again like opened up even DuckDuckGo and then like I don't know looking something up and it it finishes. You know the entire phrase after you get like one or two letters out. Oh, you know what, uh, Gargnak, you're right. Yeah, he just reminded me in the chat the uh, Super Bowl ad for Alexa. Do you guys remember seeing that? No. It was. Um, I don't remember the male actor, but it was Scarlett Johansson and some male actor, and they have an Alexa, and they're thinking like they're they're just sitting in their house and they're wondering like what could happen if Alexa could read your mind and oh, it proceeds right. to, yeah, it's the humorous thing. It's like, Oh, remind this person to fake being happy about this, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, but that was, uh, that was an entire thing of like Alexa mind reading. And it's kind of them pointing and laughing like, ha, yeah. ha, ha. yep. There. I do remember that now somebody, somebody made a post with all the commercials. Um, phones have been doing that for a while. So, yeah. so I guess we are connected to the net somehow. Maybe, maybe like I said, in some is... way, shape, or form, to some extent. Um, I'm probably certain kinds of people who have certain things in their blood now, more than others. Oh, the vaccinated? Oh yeah. Probably just waiting to be activated. I don't know. But the the graphene and the nanobots. What are you, some sort of Alex Jones tier schizophrenic retard conspiracy theorist? Yes, yes, we are. I mean, we're not going to be the ones suffering from sudden death syndrome. Sudden gonna, adult. We're not going to be sudden schizo death syndrome. Right. Suds. There's no. Yeah, there's no vowel in there. Suds. Suds. Uh, no, and, and actually, we're not Alex Jones tier conspiracy theorists. <laughs> Implying like Alex Jones is on our level. Yeah, we no. we don't come from Freemason bloodlines. No, we don't. <laughs> My father made dental implants for the CIA. Like, okay. Tell people that a lot. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But on his show, he talks about his dad. Anytime he talks about his father, he talks about he make, you know, dental implants for the CIA. What kind of dental implants is the CIA getting? Like, how do I know that the last time I went to get a filling, they didn't put a chip in my head, right? Right. Chips, cyanide capsules. Right. (laughs) Just mix them up one day, put one on like a 12-year-old kid. (laughs) But like, yeah. yeah. Oops, it's SIDS. <laughs> it's, I guess, yeah. Everything's SIDS. 
with little kids now. Uh, you know they just get heart attacks and have strokes, dude. That's what it is. That's right. always been a thing. Yeah, it's always been a thing. Um, Alexa reading minds. That's where we were at. And yeah, the commercial. I do remember that commercial now. That is, hmm, a little bit of predictive programming, laughing in your face. Yeah, kind of like the uh, the old Hulu commercial with uh, what's his face there that shot people on his set. The Bal- Alec Baldwin. Remember the Hulu commercial? Oh, yeah. It's like. TV turns your brain into mush, which we then suck out, you know, blah, blah, with the straw because we're aliens. Remember that? Yeah. I just kind of, whenever I think of that, I just kind of make the, like the yellow M&M, the hands out. Like, yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we done told you. Wouldn't be surprised. Right. None of this stuff is surprising. No. No. I used to like to be surprised, you know? I know I do. I do kind of miss that. Like, whoa. Yeah. Well, no, not that. Yeah, not that kind of surprise. But like, you know, I. I mean, I am surprised at how blatant and fake everything is nowadays. Like, like the U- the Ukraine thing. Are you guys? Are you, are you guys uh, still worried about Kiev? Where's that? Oh my God. It's in. It's in Ukraine. It's in the Ukraine. Actually, <laughs> it's in the Ukraine. Kiev. It's I've seen I've seen some people on Telegram trying to say that there's a language reset in process because they have now changed it to K Y I V. I mean, okay, but that's just the transliteration from Ukrainian. Kiev is the transliteration from Russian. Is it really though? Yeah, that's all it is. Okay, okay, that's literally all it is. Is it literally so that's spelled differently that way? So Ukrainian is that different? I mean, barely, but yeah. yeah. Ukrainian is a language, right? Um, it is a dialect, it's a di- right? Basically. So saying there are differences. Of there are a it's lot a, of differences. It's a dialect of Russian in vocabulary. Oh, yeah. Are you becoming like a Ukrainian respecter or something, Reinhardt? No, I'm just saying right, there I'm are saying. differences. Like it's <laughs> there sure. is a language reset going on, but I don't think that's part of it. Oh no, it absolutely my, is, my, dude. Because anytime there's any of these big gay ops, there's a, there's a language change. There's something. Well, what they're, they in, it's not a change, but what I, they're doing is pushing was, the Ukrainian transliteration as a political stance, as a political and as a as a brainwashing stance, because they're forcing you to go with the everything Ukrainian side, even the spelling. I, like you can't you can't even have the spelling we've always used. I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest here. My only interest in this conflict whatsoever is the terrible terrible propaganda that's been coming out. Right. Speaking of not being surprised at blatancy. Right. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. See, I guess the brain fog didn't totally go away. Uh oh, something, something wormed its way back in there. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, um, Johnny, did you eat sushi? No, no but he did, I was. He did go to a Cannibal Corpse concert. Oh! This is true. Oh no, I was saying something, and then Reinhardt did that thing, and then I forgot what I was going to say. It was something about oh yeah so they do they change the language they and it's because they're making it political but they always do that they add something to the vernacular they change words around um we, that's how we have all these new word these new phrases like new normal stuff like that anytime there's a big gay op they have to do a bit of vernacular change it helps and that's what they're doing with Kiev even though that fat disgusting kikes what's her name um. Oh, her name was Chick in Kiev. 
What the hell was her name? Uh, Tally Eleven. Tally Eleven. Oh. That one. Yeah, her name that was piece. Chick in Kiev for the longest time on Twitter. I think still is actually maybe. And then and then changed it. Well, no, but she's one of the ones who's like Kiev. So that's. But I agree, and I think that's the extent of it. What do you mean? I don't think that it's a well. I've seen people saying it's it's a Mandela effect. No, that none of that's, it's like no. some some part of some big language reset, and the spelling key K I E V uh, never existed or doesn't exist anymore. It's like no, but they are using it for their propaganda purposes. Yeah, I mean, I don't to know. Push look you up into the Ukrainian side of literally everything, sure. even down to the spelling. But I mean, look up Kiev on the internet right now. You know, you can look it up, and it's like. Actually, <laughs> actually, Reinhardt, if you if you Google or DuckDuckGo K-I-E-V, all that comes up is K-Y-I-V. Well, I have it up right now. It says, I mean, even where oh, the there it is. Scroll down far enough. There it is in geohistory.today. It's Kiev. All right. All right. It's Kiev. I mean, usually what I'm seeing on DuckDuckGo is uh Kiev and then Kiev in parentheses next to it, or Kiev and or Kiev. Yeah, I don't have any Ki- Kievs in parentheses. I only have Kiev, KievCity.gov.ua, and then under that it's a like Kiev or Kiev is the capital. Most blah, blah blah blah. Okay, but but you know I'm, how quickly all these Wikipedia yeah. well, it's people the, it's, work. It's the internet. I mean, like, considering that the internet is dead, I mean, it's just like uh, just bots and shit making stuff up. Oh, looks like they haven't made it. Like, I opened up the uh, Wikipedia for mm-hmm. Kiev, mm-hmm. and all the linked pages: Grand Prince of Kiev, Principality of Kiev, Timeline of Kiev. It's all still K I E V. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Just the heading is Kiev. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, all the subsequent pages are still the same. Okay. Oh, you guys posted a tweet or maybe i posted a tweet um but the uh the tweet was from a suspended account now i hate when that happens <laughs> love that yeah it's like oh your content that you were going to do but no not anymore screenshots gotta take them screenshots okay I, anybody can be suspended on twitter at any given point except right uh, what was the tweet? I don't know. Oh. It's suspended, so I don't know. There's like one reply. <laughs> it just says, <laughs> it was easy to Photoshop. So whatever that was. It was uh, Pickle Rick Roar. Whoever, whatever that tweet was from. The Pickle Rick Roar. No the, idea. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyhow, so that was probably some Kiev content so uh what do we have other than the fact that all the propaganda is literally fake like everything that's coming out video game clips multiple video game clips old footage from uh when president uh what's his face there jewish john connor um uh <laughs> fucking Zelensky. oh he's got we gotta come up with a better name than that he's jewish something i don't uh, know he's, he's just jewish and gay he's, he's hawk nose Hawk nose instead of Hawkeye. Oh, if we're going with the Avengers thing, yeah. Oh my God, if I see one more fucking Avengers take on this, oh the Captain Ukraine thing, Captain Ukraine and all this stuff. It's like oh, the um, the fuck was the pilot 
called? The fake pilot? The ghost of Kiev. The ghost of Kiev, man. It's not true. Yeah, I know it's not true, man. Just let people believe something. Let them believe. I know it's not true, but wouldn't it be cool if it was? Shut up. Let people like things, Johnny. No. No. You get nothing. They shot down five MiGs, Johnny. Right. It's the ghost of Kiev. I... Literally nothing has happened. It's Sam Hyde. It's so bad that Tucker Carlson had to be like, and also the ghost of Kiev is not comedian Sam Hyde. <laughs> like, Tucker's finally, dude, good for Sam. Good for Sam getting a shout out on, on the old Tucker. But um, still, yeah, the ghost of Kiev. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of them. There's been a lot of them. There, there, some of them are funny. All the different parodies of the ghost of Kiev. Uh, I'm surprised. What's that? Oh, go ahead. No, I was just they're they're funny. They did the one the one with Lauren Southern was hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> so the Captain Ukraine guy, mm-hmm. he was a comedian that starred on a sitcom about how he was an actor who was tapped to be the head of state. Yeah. And then he became the head of the state. The actual head of state. Uh-huh. Isn't that weird, that coincidence? Isn't it weird and so real? It is absolutely real, and it's seemingly natural, uh, you know, procession of events. That, that so especially, I so mean, we, hold, especially for him, a Jew in Ukraine. Right. A, a so Jew we, in the forest? No. <laughs> so we find this out the same week that we find out that Jen Psaki says in an interview that she watched every season of the West Wing in preparation to becoming the press secretary. Yes, I saw that. And unfortunately, that interview was done for her off from the side. And I couldn't concentrate on what she was saying because her head is huge. Oh, my God. That is a yeah. guy's head. That's, that ever is seen a Yakub a head. That is this dude. Yakub would be jealous of that dome. Like. <laughs> Anyway, no, we have we we can't but, say much because we've also had an actor, a B actor, as president, and you know we've had a which, reality TV star. What do you mean by B actor? President. Ronald Reagan. Ronald, yeah, Ronald Reagan. I mean, was, I don't know if I'd call him a B actor. Yeah. He did play Tarzan. Rude man. Give I mean, I still Ronald, hate the guy, but yeah. Give the Ronald man Reagan credit. was never the star in any blockbuster movie during his acting career. Okay. Were there really blockbuster movies back then, though? Like, was that a thing? I don't think that was really a thing until like the eighties. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Until like Michael Bay and those guys showed up. I think. I think the eighties when it's over excess of entertainment and things. That mm-hmm. was. That was when the blockbuster phenomenon was created. You weren't alive in the eighties, and no. hello, Star Wars from the seventies. Okay, I, I, there you okay, go. Uh, so like, the seventies were probably the late. The late seven the, from the. When Hollywood started taking over, like, media totally and, like, completely taking over the United States, or maybe it always was, who knows, but, yeah, I don't Any, believe, I don't, I don't believe, well, I mean, Casablanca was pretty big, but, I mean, that's, like, looking back, I don't know, I'd, I'd have to go look at, like, I don't know, box office sales to see, but, like, what would be considered, I don't know, like, some of his movies were, who cares? It's just, it's just weird, isn't it? Like. That we had I an mean, actor. People are, that, we had, well, people are putting so much stock into this guy's uh, 
gravitas. You know, like they're really, really trying to pump up this guy having some kind of um what's the word I'm looking for? He doesn't Always. have like the charisma of le- of of what you would imagine like a head of state would have. You know, like I I, I saw pictures of have this you guy seen- for a week. Have I saw s- pictures of this guy for a week, and I, I it didn't even dawn on me that it's this is the president of the Ukraine, right? Like, I, mean, I just saw, like, I thought one, I thought one picture when I saw him, like, is that like an embedded journalist or something? What's the deal with this guy? Yeah, he's like, I mean, not that I'm tall, but he's a manlet. You know, he's like for head of state. <laughs> no, I'm not. Whatever, everybody knows I'm short. Um, I'm not worried about it. He's like five three. And you're like oh. you're like five five, right? Yeah, I'm taller than this guy. This is funny. So Zach, I'm posting this in the chat. You guys got to see this. There is a a tw- the guy is in his. It's Zelensky. So look at the first few seconds of that video. Anyway, um, they did like what they did me when they do my driver's license photo. And there's a whole bunch of space above his head in the camera shot. <laughs> you know what and I mean. You know what I mean. He's in his green T-shirt, his undershirt from yeah. his really crappy military uniform. Right, right. It doesn't look like a uniform at all. Right. He just so put listen, on like green slacks. Right. The reason why there's so much of the, the wall behind him is that um, they're trying to get the flag in there. Oh, I, I thought maybe they couldn't find a phone book for him to sit on. Well... I mean, clearly he, he could, they could get him a booster seat, but like they had to get the, they had to get the Kazari and um, what's that called? Reinhardt, that, that little logo there, the, the Ukrainian logo that's actually Kazarian. Oh, it's a, um, is it Tagum? I think. Is it? No, Tagums are lizards from South Africa. Oh no, those are Tegus. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, but yeah, no, that's literally, it's literally a, a Kazarian um what is it where is it i just saw it anyway yeah uh, it is it is the symbol the emblem basically of a conate a conate okay so yes so according to official history this whole area was owned by the uh the mongol horde or the golden horde Hmm. and then it split apart into several different conates um, eventually giving rise to one of the most powerful which was kazaria which Funny enough, uh, Kiev sat on the western border of. Huh. Yeah, Kazarian being uh, Turkic people related to the Scythians, the earlier Scythians. Mm-hmm. Also the Jews. Yeah, who converted to Judaism and started naming naming all their kids Benjamin, Levi, Shlomo, etc. around 7-800. Hiram. Hiram, yes. Oh, Hiram of Beef. Mm-hmm. Gotta have that in there. Don't, don't forget. So, hey, Johnny. Yo. So you're a huge Big Lebowski fan. I am. Right. So you know they're they're no longer called White Russians. Oh my God! Did we did we freedom fries the White Russians? Yes, because, we did. Well, William Johnson, called bartender. It's called William the Caucasian. Johnson, bartender at the popular Templeton and Watts Lounge in Soho. So you know this is official. Oh boy! Has committed a one man crusade. To renaming the popular white Russian to white Ukrainian. Oh boy. Wow. So I, I didn't, didn't realize that, that I didn't realize that Ukraine was the Ukraine was famous for vodka. 
You know, Ukraine's not famous for anything. That's what I'm saying. Like the White Russian is named so because it has vodka in it, and vodka is Russian. Right. So I mean, calling it a white Ukrainian Ukraine, but it's not a Ukrainian thing. Right. There's no such thing as like Ukrainian vodka. I'm pretty sure there is, and I'm pretty sure it's whatever. But it's probably whatever. I mean, they they make vodka in Tennessee now, so like it's not. You're not special if you make vodka anymore. You're not changing the name. If anything, it's a Caucasian because the Big Lebowski. Yeah. You're- your Svedka doesn't come from Russia. It comes from, like, Sweden. Albuquerque. No, Svedka is <laughs> from Sweden. Svedka is, Sweet- is Swedish. I almost said Svedka is Swedish. Svedka is Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> Bjork, Bjork. <All> right. <laughs> okay. So, oh, my God. I scrolled Here, down from a, the Zelensky tweet. This William Johnson guy. I scrolled down I from this. Where is it? It's, yeah. it's in the Paranormies content chat. I don't think oh. I don't I don't think Johnson's his real last name. You don't think so? I I uh, does look kind of like a pervert though. Yeah. So what is the soul patch a dead giveaway there? But yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, hey guys, speaking of Kiev and fake things in Kiev, um, so the granny. Right, remember the granny, the the babushka with the AK. Ah, yes, the one being showed how to handle her AK by Azov Battalion. Yes, yeah. And then there's that other picture of the, the another old lady with an AK, and they're like, I don't, I don't, dude, this is ridiculous. Like, they're really arming Grammys, grannies out there. But, but then, don't forget from the old. Uh, the old card game there, the Illuminati card game. We have assertiveness training. It's an old granny with a semi-automatic weapon being instructed by what looks like an FBI agent with a push broom mustache. But there we go. Once again. Once again. <laughs> I mean, is that predicting stuff or is this just like a coincidence with this one? What do we think? I don't know the fact that it's oh, Johnny. It's called I a think Tonga. That episode needs a two-parter. What more Kiev stuff or that the no, Illuminati the, card? Uh, the Illuminati game. I think it's time to review those cards again. Okay, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Um, you want to do it next week? Absolutely. All right. When are we? When are we going to have? Uh, what's his face? That's join us. We're. Who? Which one? We're we're working on it. We have a he lot of respond and said he would love to come back. No, no. A dinger. Oh. oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant like an actual guest. You had to put it out on the air too, didn't you? God. Well, now I'm going to make him a... feel bad, and he's going <laughs> to maybe show up in the chat and cry about it. But you know, probably not though, because he probably doesn't listen anyways. Because he doesn't know our RSS got show it because he doesn't subscribe. Anyway, uh, Johnny. Side note: the uh, the emblem. It's a uh, Tomga. T A M G A. Tomga. Okay, I knew yes. I knew you were close, but I wasn't quite okay. So a Tomga. So this is a Kazarian Tomga, which also looks exactly. With it, or is it just because this is Ukraine and that's why they they added it? Because Ukraine used to be a Khanate. Yeah, it was part of that land. Okay. You ever heard um, that? You ever heard that band Khanate? Uh, for some no, but reason, I know, I know the band Kublai Khan. Khanate are they like experimental metal or something? 
Yeah. Okay. Like Doom, ex- experimental Doom. Okay. Yes, I have then. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah. They were they were like uh you were really cool if you knew what this band was in the aughts band. Nice. Kind of Apparently band. I was but cool like in it's, the it's 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 kinda of hard to listen to. A lot of that stuff is, dude, like Sun O or any yeah. of that. I watched uh, a, my, I watched a lesson from the guitar player from Sun O on YouTube, and I was like, I, this is literally like I know a three year old that can play this. It's like literally just hold right. and open whatever you're tuned to for twenty minutes, and that's the first song. Yeah, well, somebody probably asked him to do it, and he was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, my favorite piece of terrible fake propaganda from this weekend was the Miss Ukraine holding her airsoft gun. Mm. Did not see that one. But I thought I I thought I posted it in the in the prep, prep chat, the but I'm not seeing it. I don't see it. Mm. Not seeing it, huh? Ooh, a new Times of Israel. A new Times of Israel article. Oh yeah? Thank you, Grognak, very much. Where in Ukraine, that? young Jews torn between fighting for their country and leaving. Oh boy. I don't I don't think they're torn at all. They're freaking hightailing out yeah. there. They got I don't all the sevens and all the Africans have to <laughs> all the Africans have to take Jeeps. <laughs> and trains. Grognak, oh can you find the Miss Ukraine uh airsoft gun picture, please? So this Jew, Vladimir Zivaxman. So I mean they don't all sound like Jews. Um, a Jewish father in Odessa is focusing on a personal arms race. I put off making any big purchases. I want to buy weapons. 40-year-old chair of Odessa's Tiferet Masorti community told the Jewish tele- telegraphic agency on Monday. Vaxman, who works as a tour guide, is a typical of many young Ukrainian Jews attached to their country. They're hesitant to abandon it when it's threatened. But mindful of how quickly it can descend into violence, sometimes along sectarian lines, they are also unwilling to leave their family's safety to the authorities in chance. Everyone is worried, Vaxman told ITA, JTA, about his circle of Jewish friends. Some want to resist and join the defense units. Some want to leave. Mm. Pretty sure all the Jews are leaving. Yeah, Israel actually has been very open about inviting all of the Jews of Ukraine to come to Israel. Yeah. Um, along with, of course, offering their hand to Zelensky to help uh, host peace talks. Yep. <laughs> so. But funny enough, uh, Russia's anti-fascist international uh, conference is not going to be held anywhere near Israel. Huh. Well, I mean, at this point, what would you expect? Well, we we got the picture. Sorry, took a little bit. Oh, let me introduce you to Miss Ukraine Anastasia Lena. Ukraine is 36,000 women serving in the military, the most women of any military. And she is holding, how do you know that's an airsoft? That doesn't look like an airsoft. That looks like oh, an yeah. actual weapon. No? Uh, I'm looking the full picture. That looks like an actual that looks like an actual firearm. That's it's a firearm. Probably, there's probably no, no bullets in there. Yeah, it's probably not loaded. That is an actual firearm. Also, what's up with the color on that sight? Yeah, it's kind of orange, but it's got like Magpul like gear color. on it. No, that gun's legit. That gun looks legit. 
Yeah, as far as I can tell. But again, but again, not loaded, and yeah. she definitely just, it hasn't just it hasn't was provided airsoft, with all that tack gear. It has an airsoft optic shield, non-functioning bolt, and no fire selector. Where? Oh, I don't see. Yeah, you're right. I don't see it. Well, that's not true. How do you know it's a? How do you know that? Fire selector. I mean, look, look at the look at the sports lens protector on it. Okay, mm. I mean. The bolt is the it's back there. Yeah, the bolt is back there, definitely. Uh is the selector on the other side or is it kinda remember what side mine's on? Isn't isn't it on the left hand side? It's on your thumb side if you're right handed. I think it's on your thumb side if you're right handed, so the selector's gonna be on the other side of the gun. Yeah. If you're right handed. That that optics that optic shield is a that optic shield is the only thing that's that's the only thing that's yeah. But it, for being a um, an airsoft, it doesn't have the 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 muzzle breech uh, that doesn't look like I don't know that looks yeah, it it doesn't look like an airsoft gun to me yeah but who knows I don't know it doesn't look like an airsoft gun that's the only thing dogbot is that little optics thing mm. I mean dude they could have given the, it, t- it the entire thing is highly suspect oh no right? it's obviously highly oh, it's suspect it's, it's, it's definitely a staged photo she's not out there doing ops She's a fucking model. It's Miss Ukraine. Like, she's out there. Like, that's for a photo shoot. Like, she's probably holding a gun, but yeah. Ooh, this one's cute. I mean, uh, moving on. (laughs) Bonk. (laughs) Yeah. Definite bonk there. Um, Anyways. Now, actually, dude, dude, hold on a second. The one in the bottom picture? Hang on. The one in the bottom picture it looks like the same weapon minus the optics. Uh, I mean, almost. It's like, oh, dude, look at it. And I don't know. The look at the uh, look at right above the magazine. There is nothing. So hang on, let me zoom in. There's nothing there. Not Wait. like on the other one. Um. No, there is. But by the. Right by right the, the finger well. By the magazine release, though, there's a thing. I'm just saying it's kind of odd that these pictures of the gun looks almost identical. I mean, including even the the hand brace in the front. Well, if it's supposed to be like standard issue or something, then I could see it. I mean, is it though? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Standard issue for these military is pretty ragtag. You know, is what? it th- like? Is it like? <laughs> I don't know, dude. We know who we know who funds them. Yeah. It, they're at least going to give them decent weapons. Zog. Yes. I mean, they gave a bunch of sand people decent weapons. They're going to give these people something. Right. But I'm just saying, like, why is the one in the middle not opening? <laughs> Johnny, why can't I zoom in on this one? <laughs> it's not opening oh at all. God. Like, anyway. All right, moving on. Um... Ukraine bans anti-Semitism. Not only they're going to war, but they got to make sure that the Jews don't get picked on. So, um, an estimated 0.2 percent of the Ukraine's 41 million population is Jewish, and therefore, there. Excuse me. There have been isolated cases of anti-Semitism since independence in 1991. Good Lord! Its pre-war population of Jews was wiped out, virtually wiped out. By the Nazis. 1.5 million. Right. We're wiped out in the Nazi Holocaust. So, 
Well, if it wasn't for these anti-Semitism laws, like we would have lost all the rest of the Jews in Ukraine. Well, and you know, um, it actually just came out today that a uh, Holocaust memorial, it's the Bobby Yar Holocaust Memorial site, was apparently bombed by Putin's Russian military. 33,371, wow, 333 Jews were horrifically murdered at Bobby Yar. Putin has just killed them for a second time. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. All right. If it wasn't for that last sentence. Putin killing. If it, right. If it wasn't for that last sentence, I would have I would have gotten upset with you interrupting me. But I wasn't done <laughs> with the anti-Semitism law, Reinhardt. Yes, please. Please go. Well, no, the Baba Yar thing is still pretty funny. <laughs> Fucking he, he killed them again. <laughs> and it's from StopAntiSemitism.org. Because, of course, it is. Yeah. <sighs> Good God. Yes, continue. There is a little bit more on the uh, anti-Semitism law. Yeah, I mean, dude, like, spells out punishment but allows victims to claim compensation. Oh, obviously, for material and moral. Can I sue you then? Excuse me, for what? For punitive damages. Of course they can claim compensation. That's right. (laughs) It has to be money. It has to be money. Well, actually, okay, so, Reinhardt, thank you for for bringing up the Baba Yar massacre. Uh, This month... The Ukraine marks the 80th anniversary of the Bob and Yar massacre, one of the biggest single killings of Jews during the Holocaust. Nearly 34,000, oh, they didn't do the 33,377 or whatever it is. Jewish men, women, and children were killed in mass shootings on the edge of the capital. It's changed to Kiev here on September 29th and 30th, 1941. Reporting by Pavel Politiuk. Pa- yes, Pavel Politiuk and Seriously? Natalia Zinets. And Angus McSwan, like this whole thing is ridiculous. Pavel Politic, yes, yes. Yes. The pol- the political guy and Uranus at the end. Whatever. It's so real. Yes. Completely real. Oh, e- my everything God. is real and heterosexual. It's a wonder that you know you know, Zelensky, um, they made a big show of Zelensky signing the like fast tracked application to join nato yes um inside a government building with sandbags behind him he's in his really crappy brand new uh still folded military gear it's a wonder he didn't sign this too on camera yeah i mean his his uniform has more creases in it than a flag at a quote nazi rally oh boy no I mean, it's just Are their helmets also plastic. It's just as fake. plastic saw helms. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, look to be. I never wore a plastic stall helm. I gotta say, okay. <laughs> what? Never did. Oh, well, dude, that would not have gone with my suit. Gentleman oxide with the the nice undercut plastic stall helm and a three piece suit. <laughs> no, there was no stall helms. I was taking I was taking those balloons full of acid to the head without without a stall helm. Anyway. Like a man. Could have used one. Like I could have used one that day. Um, yeah. yeah. That day. Anyhow. <laughs> optics. Am unfortunate I right? son. <laughs> well, optics. Am I, yeah. Optics, bro. <laughs> optics. Optics. Uh, you know what else? You know what else was a lot like this? So, uh, was it Senator Portman? Is that his name? Portman? Yes. He said he hasn't oh. seen this kind of unity since 9-11. Yeah, I loved. I, I I immediately had to forward that to you, and I saw that. I, mm. I do we have the full clip? For, we do. Okay. We do. You want to play the whole clip? Oh yeah. 
It's yeah. uh, it's only a minute forty seven. We'll play it. The context is great. Okay, here we go. We're gonna play the clip from Senator Rob Portman, Republican out of Ohio. Check this out. Oh come on, dude. Thursday morning. Hold on. Here we go. Now we're going to... On Wednesday night into Thursday morning, uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin announced that he was authorizing what he deemed a special military operation. And this was widely interpreted uh, around the world by the U.S. and its allies as essentially, uh, you know, launching an invasion of Ukraine. And what we've seen uh, across the day on Thursday is Russian forces, you know, via airstrikes, uh, via troop movements have essentially started to attack various Ukrainian cities, including the capital of Kiev. Defense officials in the U.S. are warning that Russia is planning to decapitate the government of Ukraine and potentially replace it with its own government down the road. Uh, so there's a lot of concern about, you know, that, that Russia is not just going to stop with sort of a few attacks in eastern Ukraine, uh, where where Putin recognized these independent republics earlier in the week, but that in fact Russia is going to move more aggressively deeper into Ukraine, potentially try and replace the government there, and basically occupy the country. Uh, and so what we saw on Thursday afternoon is President Biden, uh, in coordination with allies in Europe announced another round of sanctions against Russia. We've now sanctioned Russian banks that together hold around $1 trillion in assets. We've cut off Russia's largest bank, a bank that holds more than one third of Russia's banking assets by itself, cut it off from the U.S. financial system. And today, we're also blocking four more major banks. That means every asset they have in America will be frozen. This includes VTB, the second largest bank in Russia, which has $250 billion in assets. The Biden administration, in coordination with European allies, essentially want to crack down on Russia, try and squeeze the economy, essentially create a lot of pain for. OK, this is four minutes and 47 seconds. What where where like where does this nerd Portman come in? It was tor- I thought it was towards the end. I didn't know that. I don't know, dude. I've never. It was like a minute and a half clip, the one that I listened to off of Twitter. Sorry. (laughs) This is like the whole long thing. I'm like, you know what? About this clip, I have to say that I like the way that the Hill, because this is from the Hill, I like the way that they timed the use of the air raid in Kiev with the the way the trap beat kind of went there. That was actually uh, an edit. It wasn't, yeah. That wasn't the rap song in the background that was playing. Those air raids. They were going on air raid sirens. Anyway. Wait, uh, so there wasn't actual trap music playing in Kiev as the missiles were flying down? I mean, probably. Probably. It's what they would do in the Avengers. <laughs> right? Some badass music while Iron Man comes flying down on his surfboard and oh, they, laser they beams out of his asshole. Oh, they saw somebody with a jetpack on. What? They saw somebody with a jetpack on and uh, flying in Kiev. They used and- a Star Wars clip. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with this whole Ukraine-Kiev bullshit. It's literally the dog-waggingest event probably in history. I'm I'm so done with it. I'm so done overhearing phone conversations. I'm done overhearing work conversations of people. It, And I'm done listening to, quote, our guys as well um, yeah. that are completely the other way. But they're just as strung along. Which which guys are you talking about? Because there's several guys. 
Right. A lot of them. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and. No, list I'm not saying naming names. But like, name what names. No, I don't want you to name names. But like, what do you mean? Like going the other way, like pro Putin. Yeah, they're completely pro Putin. Completely pro pro Russia. They believe that this is this is um, white Russia taking out Zog. Oh, Essentially, okay. they're they're on the same level as QAnon here. Right. So, saying that Putin is actually going in to take out the uh, the black hats or the the well, new world order in Ukraine. D- okay. So, so the country that has a Jewish prime minister and a Jewish president, the only, the only country in the world that has one of those besides uh, Israel, has a Jewish president and a Jewish prime minister, and you're telling me that Putin is going to take out the Jews? I don't believe this. Mr. Uh, Young WEF, yes. member of the year? Yes. Member of the year in 2000, what, 15? Something like that. It was in the last few years. Yes. World Economic Forum Member of the Year. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And um, it's just these, these weird coincidences with this stuff, man. Yes, we have, again, two... Co- and oh, by the way, you guys were BTFO because uh, um, Russia did not outlaw anti-Semitism, okay? So it's not two countries that outlawed it. Oh. oh, I'm I'm so sorry. It was a it's more of a nationalist law to keep from historical revisionism that would be detrimental to the history of the Russian people. Yes, Reinhardt, that's exactly it. So and the there. history of the Russian people is the history of Jews. Right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Never mind that. Right. Yeah, they they built the smokestacks. Uh huh. Yeah. So, of course, they need to like. They need to keep that narrative going. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand those people either. Like, that's, that's, that's one of quote, our guy, you know, slash our guy backslash things to say. It's like, no, China, uh-uh, Russia didn't, Russia didn't out to outlaw anti-Semitism, dude. They're still fucking beast. Well, and, well and yeah, see, something that a, was posted a... about it in 2019 uh, was saying that there have been a couple of people that have been uh, attempted tried. They've been to trial. They've been to court for anti-Semitism before, but they were acquitted, so it's okay. They went to a lengthy trial, but they were acquitted. Right. Well, well, Just like we have those fringe guys that think being Muslim would be cool as long as white people were doing it. They've never been to Chechnya. We have a a group of guys who think, well, the USSR was really cool as long as it's just for white people. You know, so this is cool because he's trying to he's trying to bring get the band back together for USSR too. But which was so based the first time around, right? Right, like, it was totally, it, it, totally based the first time around. You guys, except what, what do you mean? For us interfering with it, right? If it wasn't for the U.S., if it wasn't for the U.S. constantly, you know, the U.S. and those meddling kids, they'd have gotten away with it. Yeah, Jew, their, Jews their version had, of industrial society would have been just great if we didn't fucking interfere. Right, if we didn't try to shove McDonald's and Starbucks down their throats. But now, now we have two countries with McDonald's at war with each other, which I was told by Thomas Friedman would never happen. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, your McDonald's first and KFC are now opening several okay. um, so kitchens to provide food for Ukrainian soldiers. Right. Check it out. See which two, side they picked. Two countries. Two countries that are uh, where um, gay marriage is legal. One of it. One country. It is um, you know like accepted and praised, 
and the other countries just kind of kept down and quiet there. But um, they're both profagatory, so like I don't care about either of them. I just don't. I don't care. Now, the only thing that I do care about is the innocent people who are stuck in the middle. You know, if people are dying, if innocents are actually dying, then it's horrible, and I do care about that. But I, sure. I would care about that anywhere. Sure, innocent. Exactly, lives. exactly. I care about innocent people dying anywhere. However, um, I don't believe there's a war going on. Nah, not really. And you know, like some maneuvers and some political stuff, a lot of smoke, a lot of smoke screens, some well, some positioning of some positioning of armored vehicles. Right, well, definitely, uh, definitely a lot uh, of photo ops. Uh, a lot of photo ops. Snake Island thing. Oh where my god! Said that you know, thirteen, thirteen Russian or Ukrainian soldiers were outnumbered by the Russians. They took as many with them as they could, but they all died. Right. Actually, three days later, never mind. There's eighty-two of them, and they're all alive. Right. <laughs> um, or just so happens that a piece of ordnance is sticking out of the ground in the town square, and they're like, "Hey, bring the tow truck over. We're gonna pull this out of the dirt." It's stuck or in the, the cement. Uh, yeah. Was it the CNN reporter with the frag grenade? <laughs> no. Oh God, that was bad that too. too. Like, no, this was a literal missile. Like it was sticking oh, yeah. out of the ground. Like, and I'm talking like, I don't know what kind of missile it was. I don't read Cyrillic, but it, you're not a missile expert. Johnny? I'm not a Russian missile expert. Okay. Did you do your missile research my, before uh, we recorded tonight? No, I didn't. It's look the diameter of the tail cone or whatever it is uh, the exhaust port in the back had to be like this thing had to be like 18 inches in diameter so it's a big fucking missile are you missile. doing rumpology right now russian missile rumpology dude write that down grognite <laughs> um but this like six people walking up with their, their with like it's like half cyrillic because it's ukraine right so it's not actually cyrillic writing but it's it's a, it's a dialect right reinhardt it's so, diet cyrillic so yes. Cyrillic is just an alphabet. I'm telling a story. That's what you think. Right? It's, like t- well, you guys, like, yeah. do you guys, Bulgaria that, and other countries are Cyrillic too. You guys, guys, can I finish the story? Yeah. Okay. Yes, go so, on. so four guys walk up to this thing and they're like touching the missile, like they're backing up a tow truck to it, like an unexploded piece of Russian ordnance is sticking out of the pavement in downtown Kiev. And these guys are just be like like Benny Hill music playing, you know, like and they're pulling it out of the ground. Like, dude, no. I mean, is that is that standard procedure for for uh you know unexploded ordnance disposal? No EOD Maybe team. Maybe get the tow truck. Right, no EOD team, no robots, no robots. Movies have me believing there'd be robots involved. Where's where's the hurt locker, guys? All right. The Ukrainian hurt locker dudes. Come on. Right. Uh Jeremy Renner's the president. So yeah, you, know, you got your Hurt Locker guy right there. Was he in that? I thought that was Matt Damon. Yeah. Wait. Mm, I don't think it was Matt Damon. All right. Are you sure that was on. Jeremy Renner's first? No, you're right. It is. It is Jeremy Renner. It's Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Yeah. You were right. I thought it was Ben Affleck. For I just some got Mandingoed. Damn it. <laughs> you just got Southern Dingoed. I just don't say that again. Oh. I'm just kidding. Dingo, we 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 love you, buddy, and we we really want to have you on the show, but Johnny doesn't like you. <laughs> oh, is that out loud? I'm just kidding. Um no, I I, I love Dingo. That was, dude. <laughs> that was Alexa. That wasn't me, that was Siri. I don't have Alexa. I use Apple products. Everybody knows that. I'm the only You know what's funny? I'm probably the only Mac guy that still uses Audacity. <laughs> 
Yeah, you you might be. Do you know how gay that is? Yeah, I got told I got told today that I was, I was a faggot for that, but whatever. Um, yeah. you don't even use GarageBand? Like, no. I don't. I don't know anybody on Mac that still uses GarageBand. To be honest, but I use Logic. Everybody uses Logic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Logic Pro Tools, etc. All right, I will upgrade. I will, anyway, I will learn things. All right. Speaking of that, so we're gonna go to break now since we're like ten minutes into the break. Uh, what was the name of the Fugazi song? Um, rend it, rend it, yeah, rend it. We're gonna listen to Fugazi, and we will be back.
right, everybody, we are back. This is still the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer, your midweek dose of us. I'm Johnny with Reinhardt, Dogbot, and Grognak. That's enough of Kiev for one week, all right? I know, uh, Dogbot, I know you want to keep going on and on and on about that, but um, we have some Oh, other... no, I, I'd rather talk about uh, <laughs> four-legged cryptids. I was... That's not a cryptid, dude. It's an extinct animal. Oh, it is. It is because people uh, say that they see them from time to time still, even oh, though really? they're supposed to be extinct. Yeah. Really? Oh, okay. So there's still it... sightings of them randomly. Well, well hang on. When when what, did it supposedly? What well, what what is it? First for of all, people listening. First, first of, all, of all, we're talking about the thylacine, also known yep. as the Tasmanian tiger. So. Which is a huge misnomer because it's neither a feline, and even if it was a feline, it's not a tiger just because it has stripes on its butt. Right. It's striped. It's striped from like the mid back down to its the top of its tail, and its tail is not striped. It is in fact a marsupial. It wait. So now we're doing what? Now we're doing cryptid rumbology. Dude, stop! Stop! No, I mean, I did say I did say down. Yeah, down. Stripes to his butt, but whatever. Um. Nobody's analyzing. All right. It's described as uh, a long dog with stripes, right? And it had a stiff tail because it had a stiff tail and a big head. Um, they, again, they're a marsupial, which means that they have a pouch where they have basically live birth. Yep. From an egg. <laughs> now. When did this thing supposedly go extinct? I know it was extinct for a long time on the Australian mainland, uh, but it still survived in Tasmania. Well, I, I don't, I don't know if it was ever found in the mainland, but uh, on on the island of Tasmania, they they killed them all about 1910. Okay. Oh no, I see. The last one died in captivity in 1936. They, they killed them all. Okay. Yeah, they killed them all because they were they were eating the. The chickens and the, the sheep. Oh, you know? yeah. So they, they just decided they were a nuisance and that's enough of that. Well. Yeah. So they took these things down, but they couldn't handle emus. Dude, have you ever fought an emu? Those things are huge. Yeah, I, I know. I, but when you have machine guns on the backs of trucks, I mean, come on. I, I'm sorry, Reinhardt. You're really underestimating how fucking scary an emu is in person. They are terrifying. I have an emu farm right up the street from here. They're not as terrible. Could you imagine a cassowary farm? Oh my god! Now that no. that I could like see how, losing how a war you, against. Yeah, how do you contain them? You, <laughs> you, you can't. You can only. You, you, yes, that's what I'm saying. You you can't stop them. You can only yeah. hope to contain them. And your guts won't be contained when that thing puts its foot <laughs> in your chest. <laughs> Fucking claws on those things. All right. Uh, so back to the back to the um back to the Tasmanian tiger. So you're saying that people people still see these occasionally. Yes. From time to time, uh, there will be a sighting of them running, a, one running across a road, or someone will be out in what's considered the bush and in Tasmania. Uh, I mean, Tasmania is an island, but it's not like a, it's not a tiny island. It's, it, I mean, I guess you could call almost call it a subcontinent, subcontinental island. It's, you know, kind of like sure. Japan or or Madagascar. I guess. Yeah, it, it has its own. It has its own basic environment, and you know, people will be out in the in the woods, and they'll they'll run across one of these things. Hmm. 
but it's incredibly rare. And they've tried to track them down and, uh, you know, tag them and that nowhere close. Mm-hmm. Well, well, these things are, are kind of related to not, not exactly, but they are kind of like dingoes. They're pretty fast and they're pretty quiet, right? They're hunters. Right. So if they, if they don't want to be found, if they don't want to be caught, they're not going to. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But there is a project now called, oh, I scrolled past it. It's Tiger. I believe it's abbreviated, right? It's yes. Like, yeah. T-I-G. Tiger. The Tiger <laughs> Lab. It's Thylacine Integrated Genomic Restoration Research Lab. Yeah, that's not a reach at all. Um, to enable the development of novel technologies for the marsupial conservation and restoration. Yes, all of a sudden now they want to conserve marsupials after they've, you know, killed them all. So uh, apparently nobody cares about the ethics of de-extinction because, you know, like Jeff Goldblum said, they were so excited to find out that they could do it. They didn't stop to think they should do it. Um, But this is all for, you know, this is all for for science, right? We're going to engineer cane toad toxin resistance and they're going to work on marsupial cloning. Hmm. Interesting. Marsupials are actually probably uh, as far as like embryo, embryonic cloning and stuff, that's probably going to be one of the easier ones to do because the embryos are like accessible. Yeah. Like they just, just open up the flap and they're like right there. Right. Just, I mean, just if they put a, if they put a glass front on it and a light, like an oven, you know, Basically, and you just reach um, in there with a glove, and you know. One thing about this too that should be at the forefront of everybody's mind when we talk about the extinction, you know, and this and this goes for everybody from Russia to you know Scotland, where they clone the uh, that sheep the because sheep. of course they cloned a sheep in in Scotland, right? Um, and now this, like you said, Jeff Goldblum, whether they should do it or not, reintroducing these animals into the ecosystem could be disastrous. I, I don't. Yeah, understand I mean, they'd have to the watch out for abos sleeping in the streets. I, I, I'm not. I don't think. I don't think an animal that's only been extinct for almost a hundred years would be a disastrous reintroduction into the ecosystem. I think. I think what might be disastrous is if you decided to. I don't know. Bring back megatherium. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Yeah. Which ones? Hold you on. Know, which one's like, megatherium? Like. like Megatherium was the giant sloth. Was that a fork of Ethereum? Did I miss that? Was there an airdrop? <laughs> it, was a sl- it was a sloth NFT. Was there an airdrop that we missed? All right. That one was for V. Um, so this is a pretty good yeah. This is a pretty good acronym. Well, hold, what, Thylacine Tiger? Integrated Genomic Research Restoration Research Lab. I just Tiger. We just did that. I mean, come on. Were you not paying so attention? I, well, it. You have to give good credit to an acronym, I, right? But I did already. I said it was gay, and it was a bit of a reach. <laughs> I literally credit just said due. credit where credit is due. It's gay, and it's a bit of a reach. So no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's bad. Okay, I, I admit it is six million times better than the Lucifer Telescope acronym. Okay, but Johnny, that was debunked. Oh, was it? Yes, that was debunked. Uh, the Catholic Church did not directly fund it. Oh, oh, oh! They, fund, oh, they helped. Oh. They helped fund the companies that funded it. No, that's right. They just by proxy. They proxy funded things as they always yes. do. And of course, the Jesuits weren't involved because the Jesuits were busy on the hill next door. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not even kidding. I know. I know. I mean, you know, as you do when you're a Jesuit, but whatever. 
Um, um, w- one question I have, Dogba, you, because this is this is a realm that you're very interested in, right? Like megafauna, extinct fauna. Um, oh, I bring them all. I bring them all back. That's what I'm saying. Well, I want to. I got well, questions too. So you go first. Well, that's fine. I'm I'm okay with bringing them all back, but genetic memory and learning through generations, like animal animals that learn how to um, to hunt in new environments or to handle additions to environments, such as places that were depopulated with humans, and eventually just, animals learn how to move around them. Yeah, they just go through your trash. You <laughs> like bears and raccoons and shit. Yeah, sure. You can't copy that in a lab, right? So this this project would have to take a few decades to to train these animals if they plan on ever releasing them into the wild correct i don't, I don't think that's the point honestly no i think no, it would I be think, like i think they just it, want to physically see living one i i want to I, I think they want to see if they can physically bring back a living thylacine they're well there's they're pretty close i mean i guess they have like a bunch of stuff already uh they got nine steps here. Right. The nine steps. Well, that's the thing is, do we want to read all nine steps? I don't know if we want to do all nine. Um, well, they, I guess they sequence the genome, and that's the first part is to have the entire genome uh, sequenced so you can you know, be completely reliant on the quality and accuracy. Um, however, so to date, the thylacine, there, oh, there, so there, here's the reason why. They pick the thylacine of all extinct animals. Uh, as the thylacine represents the highest quality extinct genome for any species. And before you ask, yes, that includes the woolly mammoth and the dodo. However, this resource can still be improved. Okay, so apparently they have the best uh, genetic material from any extinct animal from this particular animal. So that's why they're picking this one. Okay. I mean, that's fair enough, right? So yeah, and like Dogbat said, it did, it did only go extinct about a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. So they have they have uh, gene sequences for other other marsupials that are already extinct. They have that, and somehow they did some sort of diagram where evolution, I guess. But whatever, skip ahead, skip ahead. Um, I think honestly. I think marsupials, like, there's a reason why they're, well, again, when we get to that at step eight and nine, uh, why they use marsupials, but. um, Well, well, step, like, steps five through seven, Johnny. Okay, Uh, steps five through seven. It says, this step requires the development of assisted reproductive technologies for marsupials and development with the tiger lab. The techniques required to use living stem cells to make an embryo, then successfully transfer it into a host species uterus. Well, the thing is, the host species could be so much smaller than required because mm-hmm. the because most of the growing of the fetus is going to happen inside the pouch. Right. Um. Okay. So, so the okay. So steps eight and nine says this is where now you said um, to make the stem use the stem cells and to successfully transfer it to a host species uterus this is where the de-extinction efforts for marsupials have a distinct advantage over other mammals all marsupials give birth to tiny young which complete development in the pouch while suckling milk so basically every marsupial gives birth to a preemie that goes into the pouch and that's where the pouch comes in so i guess that's why that makes them the best kind of candidates um because Apparently, 
they're uh, sous vide animals. You know, all you need I, is I, all you need is a pouch and some warm water. I well, and I think in some cases, uh, in some of these, you know, in some in some of these uh, places that that help wildlife and everything in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes the mother passes away while the the you know the joey or whatever you call it is is not even close to fully grown and they have ways of simulating the conditions necessary to, uh to for it to get big and to become a ba- and and to stay alive you know so they they would they wouldn't have to like it wouldn't have to stay with like an animal that's not its own animal you know that's not its own species it's still man-made horrors beyond all comprehension but I, I i would love to see thylacines around yeah i my mind immediately goes to how this can be transferred over to humans which i'm sure i don't know if any of you guys saw it but there was an article uh this past week that was actually about this that was giving um essentially robotic it's going to be a robotic body with a an artificial womb and that could just stay to feed us. Right. Again, a sous vide baby. Just you need a bag and some warm water. Right. So I'm <laughs> Chef yeah, got my mind joke. immediately goes to the uh, man made horrors thing. Oh, totally man made horrors. But uh, for the record, only Chef got the joke. So it's, that's fair. Yeah. Figured I'd give him one. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Um, yeah, this is definitely man made horrors beyond your comprehension. They're bringing back, I mean, well, they're they're doing the de-extinction process. I mean, isn't that? But isn't that what we want to do? We want to, you know, like isn't that what Pine Tree Gang or or Eco Gang Fash whatever it was wants to bring back all the stuff, right, and make it like it was before, and right? Isn't but once things have gone past a certain point, making things like they were before is not going to turn out how you think it will. All right, there's that. Once once you've gone past a certain point of development. An adaptation, you know, to or for ecosystems without these organisms, mm-hmm. reintroducing them, like I said, it could be disastrous either for that species or for everything else. Right. I mean, we see what happens when you know a python from freaking Southeast Asia gets loose in Florida. <laughs> but there are several hundred thousand of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're crossbreeding with each other, having super pythons eating your kids and your dog. It's literally a Sunday afternoon sci-fi movie <laughs> because yeah. a few kids couldn't <laughs> couldn't hold on to their snakes. I thought that was because the hurricane in the reptile distribution center. I mean, that didn't That's help either. That's what they told you. That right. didn't help either. Right. But the reality was it was like, uh, oh, what was the name of the island where the ticks came from? With, uh, in Connecticut. Oh, um, Lyme um, disease. Oh, damn it. It's... um. It's also why there's also kinds of crazy apes and stuff in the Everglades. Sure, well, that that too. I mean, that's that's not because of you know accidental anything. That's that's because skunk apes exist. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to bring that up with what's his face. What, dude, Scott Howard doesn't want to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, he might. He might. You know. He might, but. Yeah. What do you mean, Fashcroft? Fashcroft's coming back. We're gonna probably do. We'll probably do some more NASA stuff when Fashcroft comes back. 
Poor Dingle. That's three times, dude. This is like Candyman. He's going to show up now. <laughs> hey, guys. What's going on? Nager, hate him. <laughs> you guys are assholes. You know I'm in my truck right now. <laughs> Wait, there's I'm, a rocking my, my I'm rocking my little baby to sleep. <laughs> there's a fly in my truck. I don't know what to do. I better pull over and run out of the car. can't even dude johnny's uh, gonna get so many angry texts in about uh 96 hours right at least he's not calling me during the show again listen That's you guys right. are sons of bitches i swear to god <laughs> oh my god this is getting racist it is it is all right so uh dogbot so all the megafauna should come back all of them okay yeah okay are we including dragons in megafauna? Gigantolipithecus? Uh, no, no, Reinhardt. Okay. Come on. Okay, cool. I what, am I'm, including the woolly rhinoceros, though. Because they're not extinct, love... Reinhardt. They're just that's, that's in true. the extra territory. Ooh, the woolly, the woolly rhinoceros? Yes. yes. Yeah. What about the Gigantolipithecus? That doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, you mean, you mean they, the thing that they only found a molar for? <laughs> that was it's the... Worse oh, than Lucy. oh, we found a molar. We're going to make was... a whole fucking ape out of that it. That was the Piltdown man, but... Oh, no, that was... That was yeah. No. It was I, worse than Lucy. I get my... Yeah, I get my my hominid hoaxes confused sometimes. Hominid hoaxes. Somebody write that down for a future episode. Yes. Holy I, hominid I, hoaxes, Batman. Hominid hoaxes. Hominid hoaxes. Speaking of which, I watched Caddyshack from start to finish the other night for the wow. first time in, like... Dude, for the first time in probably 20 years, right? There's some real slow points in that that there, movie. There are, but for the very like bring 1980, that movie came out like March 1980. So for bringing in the decade of decadence, the 80s, that movie had like so many fucking Jewish tropes about like rich white guys and how bad white guys are and how shitty white people are and that was. Uh, Chevy Chase and Rodney Dangerfield. Right? Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, both Murray brothers were in it. Um, yeah, the the girls. Oh, good lord, the trannies. Like, <laughs> I'm watching. I'm like, that's a dude. Oh my god, the Irish chick from his, Animal his, House, right? His girlfriend from the beginning, right? The girlfriend with the short hair. Yeah, the yeah. the fake Irish accent. The ter- worst Irish accent I've heard since the second uh, Boondock Saints. Nobody? No. no. no? Uh, right. no I, I, dude, nobody I'm watched sure. Nobody watched the second Boondock Saints. I, was I didn't even know there was one. I was forced to because my roommate was Irish and like every Irishman is like, it's the best fucking movie ever. And you watch the first one, you're like, this is stupid. And you watch the second when, when you're 18, you think it's awesome. But then you see it again, like, you know, 20 years later, you're like, this is the dumbest fucking movie I've ever watched. There's a lot of gay stuff going on in the that first weird, one in there. Just that one yeah. weird like stigmata thing with the water. Uh like where they know, have... I've never I've never met an Irish person that actually liked that movie. <laughs> Good. It's terrible. And the fact that they had Ron Jeremy playing an Italian really pisses me off. Ron Jeremy should have been in uh Sopranos. Why? Wow. Why? Why would you? Why would you say Playing something so offensive oh, to me? That is so weird. That is like, are you are you trying to get banned? This is how you get banned. <laughs> like, I feel like I. Uh, God. 
T- Somebody say something funny. No. Day, day after tomorrow, <laughs> Reinhardt's going to try to get on Hux Deluxe's channel on Telegram. He's like, wait, why can't I access this <laughs> wait, is, uh, wait, did Hux Deluxe get Apple banned? No, just you. Yeah. You're just banned. No, Skull. Skull's like, yeah, nobody's banned from Hux's channel, but Skull for some reason. Oof. Sad kitty face. I love you, Hux. Yeah. Oh, we do. Hux is great. We got uh, some good people on Telegram, man. Since we've got on Telegram, there have been, it's been a good community. There has been. But did you know that Gina Carano is on Telegram? Oh yes, my God. Gina Carano. She she got canned from the uh, from the Mandalorian. Now she's on Telegram. Now she's on Telegram. Tell them the truth, okay? Tell them how it is. She's that's, got that's the documents. She is the Mandalorian. No, it's Bill Burr's husband. But yeah, <laughs> that, that gorilla that he's married to. That's Gigantopithecus. That is literally yeah. That one um, picture of them in bed looking at each other. Oh, oh. God. Who, that's, that's Dude, I have to say, um, fits the description of a troglodyte. Yeah. And troglodytes come from that like that original description out of the... Um, Grognak, you're probably better at this than I am right now. But the, the monster manual, right? They're, they're kind of like a little bit uh, black looking. Are you talking about aborigines? Troglodytes. Oh, right, that's, that's like a cave dweller. Okay, never mind. I thought I, somebody posted something about troglodytes looking African. So I don't know. I mean, they they do though. Right. I mean, abos definitely look. Oh, abos! Come on, like the, the real abo abos, not the ones that they show you on TV that are like you know like uh, newscasters and actual politicians. Um, no, we're talking about the abos that just sit around and click and do work but or actually take take jobs but don't do work right they steal the babies that dingoes steal <laughs> drink petrol that's you yeah that's the fourth time we've mentioned him who it wasn't don't sit what do you mean Oh, oh, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Hmm. That, was, that took me a second, but no. No. All right. Moving on. Hmm. Hmm. This is a good one. We forgot. We forgot something. When we were talking about the Russia stuff, guys. We totally forgot. We forgot about how the Russian invasion affects outer space. Oh, boy. New space race just dropped. New space race just dropped. Russia's like, hey, guys, get off my side of the ISS. I drew a line here, okay? <laughs> this is my side of the ISS. Are they pulling all their vodka away from the U.S. refrigerators? That's right. That's right. This is my side of the pool. <laughs> oh, man. So the director of Russia's space agency went on a vicious rant just as Russia unleashed its violent assault on the Ukraine. After Joe Biden announced on Thursday, new sanctions against Russia would, among other effects, degrade their aerospace industry, including their space program. Dmitry Rogozin responded with a series of tweets about the International Space Station. Do you want to destroy our cooperation on the ISS? If you block cooperation with us, who will save the ISS from an uncontrolled deorbit and a fall on the United States or Europe? 
The ISS doesn't fly over Russia, so the risks are all yours, comrade. <laughs> I mean, he didn't say the comrade part, but it's implied. It's heavily implied. There's like several comrades that were implied throughout there. Um, at first glance, the statement seems, well, pretty unhinged. Particularly because Russia is one of the nations that operates the ISS and has two of its own cosmonauts on board. That's like Russia would give a shit about those two. Like, sorry, Igor Borov, you know, hey, too bad. You win some, you lose most. Um, right? I mean, like... Too right? bad, not sad. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Russia does, you know, have those two guys up there. But yeah, Russia can't exactly just push a button and knock it out of orbit. But um, it does... This, the ISS does currently rely on Russian propulsion systems to maintain its altitude in orbit and was apparently threatening to withdraw these services if sanctions affected the ISS and doing it in the most thuggish way possible. Nice space station you got there. Be a shame if anything were to happen to it. Yeah, okay. First of all, um, space is fake. All right. These two cosmonauts are probably being used for photo ops in Kiev. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Kiev. Hey, my, my boomer con uncle is here. Man, I really hated it when... That stupid Obama, he shut down the space shuttle program, and then we had to pay millions of dollars to hitch rides to the ISS with them Ruskies. Yes. Yes. Um, that's true. That go, is true. Go away, Boomer Con Uncle. <laughs> I, love, I love how they point out, um, or as I guess their space director was named Rogozin, uh, he points out that the ISS doesn't fly over Russia, but it does fly over U.S. and Europe. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> nice space station okay. you've got there, comrade. Be ashamed if anything were to happen to it. <laughs> like, if we're putting ourselves in the mind of, of your typical space-believing bug man here, do you really, really believe that Russia is just going to hit a button and suddenly the ISS is going to come crashing down on New hey, York? Bro, did you? I just said they can't do that. Does nobody listen to the show while we're recording? No, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying like they they people are actually going to believe this. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. It's in so, the Atlantic. I'm saying put yourself in the mind of a bug man reading this. Oh. They're actually going to buy it. Well, of course they're going to they think are. that Putin is so unhinged that everything everything is going to come crashing down. He could do it. Yeah. They believe it could be done at a press of a button. Well, right, but you know, now or that it would happen at all. Now, um, yeah, well, we don't have as much um, involvement with the Russians as we used to, right, up there. Because, like, as uh, Dogbot's uncle was bitching about, the Soyuz was uh, the only ride up to the ISS back in the day. Um, so, so when uh, the U.S. banned cooperation with Russia on space activities outside the ISS... So, I guess uh, Rogozin, he, he made a joke, said that NASA could use a trampoline. To get up there. But now don't worry, Lone Scum had to get him in somehow. Lone Scum gives the American uh, astronauts rides up there. Which is interesting because SpaceX is a private company and NASA's government, but whatever. So yes, if uh, Russia, you know, presses ahead with the Ukraine thing, um, you know, he might end up inadvertently or advertently having his cosmonauts punished 
by our silver alert president. Oh, he's uh, he's rambling tonight in front of a bunch of people, probably in masks. Oh, most likely. Oh, yeah, the State of the Union. Which, John, yeah. did you see that video earlier? <laughs> They're going to be clapping like seals which, for different things that he's going to be saying about stuff. Which video is Reinhardt? It's the uh, it's the video that Boss Hog posted of the uh, the news flub. Oh so yeah, I posted it. I posted it. Yeah, they cut away and <laughs> had Silver Alert up there while they were talking about an old man who was mm-hmm. caught fondling a girl at a Walmart. That yeah, that has to be fake, but maybe not. Yeah. Either way, it's still funny. It's hilarious. I don't care if it's fake. Everything on TV is fake, so yeah, it's fake, but it's still funny. But, but like yeah, you're saying, I, ex- I expect like, nothing of substance to come from the no, State of the Union. Absolutely. Let's get back to so let's get back to the important stuff like space and fake stuff out of the Atlantic. So this is a very important article out of the Atlantic. The Atlantic's a very popular uh, publication. You know, it's a big one. It's the Atlantic, right? This is the big space thing, and of course, your bug men, your bug nats, you know, your 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 NASA enjoyers, they're gonna they're gonna be like, oh yeah. Yeah, flex that power there, Joe Biden against Russia. Kicked him out of the ISS. I don't know why I got Alex Jones there at the end, but ISS. Anytime I say ISS, <laughs> it starts going. They're making pig hybrid chimeras up on the ISS. No, they're doing that in laboratories in Madagascar. Well, and then the other the other side, the hyper Russian respecter side, is going to say, "Well, Putin can just have his own space program with blackjack and hookers." Really. In- I, I'm telling you, it's the same thing, just no, the it's other Putin. side. I mean, it's Putin. Of course there's hookers. Well, okay, yes. It's Russia. Of course there's hookers. <laughs> right, and of course there's blackjack. I mean, come on, comrade. <laughs> this is Russia. This, Of course there's vodka, hookers, blackjack. <laughs> what else do you need? You can get all three for the price of a PS4. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, not with rubles. Well, well for $5,000, you can... Uh, you can stay in a windowless bunk that sort of looks like the inside of a space cruiser on Star Wars. Where can we do at, this? At Disney. Oh, Disney, Disney World. Yeah, yeah, because oh, they're right, they're the creating. Wars. They're going to be creating um, entire, basically small towns based around different uh, Disney intellectual properties. Oh boy. That people are going to be able to live in, right? If we're talking, we're talking metaverse. This is this is peak Bugman. Oh, metaverse. Oh, dude, yeah, like Star Wars metaverse in Star Wars, right? Dude, and it's literally the you know the meme where like the guy it shows the guy inside the thing and he's like living it up, but then it goes to outside and it's just this fat guy shitting himself on a mattress like with like a empty bag of chips and. Yeah, that's it, dude. It's it's that's what's that's reality. It's gonna be Star Wars twenty four seven. But Star Wars collapse could happen just so that could be like the uh, all of the <clears throat> completely depopulated North Korean cities. That I mean, you see on like abandoned. I mean, oh, well, what about the what about all the big Chinese cities that are just waiting to take in all the American nationalists? Uh, that too. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they're just they're tailor made for us. Well, they specifically built for us. They made them. They're they're made in the American style, so that we would feel comfortable. Yeah, they they built the city on rock and roll. Oh boy! Oh, you just had to. <sighs> I'm not sure we're gonna at least do bootstraps, but no. Um, I was gonna say, but like <laughs> you know, <laughs> they <laughs> they they built those cities 
you know, in the American style, just the same way that the American pioneers built all the state capitals in the Greco-Roman style, right? Oh, so they built us ziggurats and Gothic-style buildings? I mean, obviously. Jungles of China? Obviously. Okay, all right. I mean, I might want to go. I mean, I I might want to go just so I can see what else they're hiding. (laughs) Macaroni plays the mamba. Listen to the radio. Don't you remember? We built this city on rock and roll. All right, dude. I had no idea what the hell you were saying. Don't don't do that. Don't, those are <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible lyrics. Also, weekly reminder that the Han Chinese are insects. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. They're not. That's not how regular people are. I'm sorry. Nope. I've met people, lots of them, and they don't act like that. Every Han I've I've ever met, like legit Han, like full import, like right off the bus in San Francisco tourist type, they're all fucking insects. Swarm everywhere. Swarm everywhere. Sociopathic, psychopathic, man. Sociopathic, like absolutely yeah, emotionless. Yeah. Absolutely yes. emotionless. Which is psych- psychopathy as well, but it's not. I guess American media has, has jaded my... Um, idea of what psychopathy actually means i think i hear psychopath and you know and, and, and you're thinking uh jack nicholson from the shining here's johnny but actually psychopath is more hannibal lecter right yeah yeah like does it do, you know blood pressure doesn't go up i like the way that like he took his own pulse remember that oh yeah I after killing like, like yeah well, they had to there was how else would they you know show you that how, how how would they show you that like his pulse hadn't raised or like you know his blood pressure hadn't gone up at all? How you know that he wasn't a psychopath other than the fact that like he wasn't breathing heavy or anything? You know, um, you know what I mean? Calm, calm, cool, and collective. Right, that is what a psychopath is. But I wouldn't say that. I mean, they're completely emotion free, unless they're You're yelling. Calm, cool, and collected when an eight year old girl's getting run over by an eighteen wheeler right next to him. Right, and they just keep walking past. That's the thing. Just ignore everything around them except like what's going on for them. And it's not that they're emotionless because I've seen Chinese people scream at each other. So, <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen Chinese people scream at their kids. And me too. Like I've been yelled at by Chinese people. I scream at the old lady that used to go through my recycling at six o'clock in the morning on a fucking Sunday. Like, <laughs> go trying to sleep. You know, and then one day for no reason at all, the Johnny began to hate. <laughs> right, Johnny becomes uh, Michael Douglas from Falling Down. No, I became that shrimp Vietnamese shrimp hunter from Texas. Remember him? That oh, the one, one, that, oh, the one yeah. that killed six million that, Vietnamese. On that one boats. libtard woman decided to lie about. She's just like, my father went and killed six Vietnamese shrimpers with his bare hands and a knife. Murdered him just like in Vietnam. I was waiting for that book to come out. You know, I, I figured she was going to pen a novel based on it, but it didn't. And you know. so many retweets and likes and whatever, and like it's straight bullshit. Like libtards are just allowed to get an Oliver Stone movie like, about it. Libtards are just allowed to lie. You know, when they say, "Do you think people just go on the internet and lie?" I say, "Yes, libtards exist, and they're allowed uh, to." Well. You got a fair share. Too. You got a fair share of conservatives who who lie about shit too. They're, well, they're lid times. They, they've they've picked up they've picked up the method. They're yeah. lid well, Yeah, that's the thing is they've they've picked up the method from the libtards and they basically become what they claim to hate. Mm, they're libtards. Yeah, there there is no, you know, there's only red team blue team in appearance, right? Not in morality, 
<laughs> I could I could totally see a red team guy going, I'm not a racist. My granddad was one of the guys in that Eisenhower picture with the bayonet po- po- poking at it. <laughs> Poking it at the students, to, the white students, to go back to school. <laughs> I'm confused. Oh, yes, the forced integration <laughs> picture. Yeah, <laughs> that was my dad. That was my granddad. That's like a black dad. Yeah, you know, my grandfather was in the Tuskegee experiments. <laughs> he was the one performing them. Like, ew, dude, that's gross. Yeah, my grandfather lived in uh, South Carolina from 1970 to 1997. Nobody knows where he was. <laughs> are you dark? Are you being serious or like was it? No, oh, no. Okay. I was gonna say, do you need to talk to somebody? Like, should we wait no. till the show's over? That's okay. where the. Okay. No, my fa- my family has <laughs> never been connected to the Carolinas. I, 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 okay, that we right. know of. Right. That yeah. Sure. 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 All right. So, uh, Russians in space. It's gonna fuck up space. So, uh, this was also part of a. Uh, Call of Duty campaign a few years ago, like 10 years ago. What, the Russians in space? Space battles against Russians and South Americans on the ISS. Oh, right. That's right. Call of Duty Ghosts, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. It's like the third one, right? Uh, No. No? No, it was, it was like post-Modern Warfare 3 or something like that. Oh, my God. I so know, like when the... I was still a teenager and I played them every year. So it was like the f- seventh Call of Duty. Jesus Christ, I'm old. Basically. I, I've like never 20. played any I know. I forgot there's like 20 of them now. Yeah, I know. Well, I keep, you know, I, I hear Modern Warfare 3. I'm like, yeah, there's like five games. Yeah, I hear Modern Warfare 3, but that came out like 12 years ago. Right. And it's like, that's where, well, you know, it's like, I keep forgetting that, you know, bands have albums past when I stopped liking them. You know, it's the same thing. I'll hear something like, they have 19 albums? What? I only have four. Anyways. Um, Call of Duty on the ISS. Yes, they did that already. So, what else do we have for? We have another space article. Reinhardt, you posted this one, right? The uh, the super ionic core of Earth. See, I I'm so disappointed because when I first read it, I thought it said super ironic. That's what I thought it said too. The core is super ironic, and I was about to be very happy. And I read the I reread the article. I was disappointed. Um, what I yes. really want to know the most before we get into the article, is why is Nicolas Cage in the picture in the middle of this article? Do you, do you have it up? The USA Today article? No. Oh. But, I mean, why wouldn't he be? It, to be honest with you. Right, but what does Nicolas Cage have to do with the Earth's inner core? Anyway. It's a, it's a hidden treasure? I guess. So, of course. Okay, so the structure it's of the, Earth's core could the be... rock? Un- <clears throat> The structure of Earth's core could be unlike any other state of matter researchers have found. Oh, my God. It could be like a sixth element, even. A physicist at the Chinese Academy of Scientists and lead author of a study published this month in the Journal of Nature. You want to know what his name is? Yu He. That's not a real name. Yu He. Yeah, Yu He. He and his colleagues, get it? Found the inner core creates a soup. Okay, so his cha- it said it, 
He published a study that said the calculations challenged what researchers once understood about the inner core. So here's the thing. What do we understand about the inner core? Nobody's ever been more than seven miles deep. Everything about the, quote, inner core of the Earth is A, speculative, and B, not real because there's no core. It's not a ball. Anyway, he and his colleagues found that the inner core creates a super ionic state made up of hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon. He said it's unlike any solid or liquid form. It's quite abnormal. He said in a statement to USA Today, the solidification of he, who? He, who? He, you, he, me, he, how many, me, me, how he. No, you, you he. What? How many times are you going to do this? Third base. Anyways, I, until I can get the third base in there. All right. Like, literally, come on. It was begging for that joke. Was it not? Runner on second. Right. Abbott and Costello, third base. Oh, man. There's, there's going to be a lockout this year. Devastated. Nobody cares. Um, this is a sports ball thing. Nobody cares. All right. So he said it's, he said <laughs> it is quite abnormal. The solidification of iron at the inner core boundary does not change the mobility of these light elements. And the convection of light elements is the con- is continuous in the inner core. How the fuck do you know that? Anybody? So, Calculations. Uh, guessing. Yeah. Literally guessing and drilling as far as they can, which is definitely not as deep as the Cola super deep borehole. Right. Um, so, um... The study leaves a question unanswered. Why is this super ionic form found in the Earth's inner core? I think more studies are needed to explain other seismic features, such as seismic anistopory. That's not a word in the inner core. Seismic anistopy. Anistropy. 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 No, aniso. Anisotropy. Anisotropy. There's another. Oh, oh, I fucking missed a syllable. Anisotropy. Anisotropy. It is a term used in seismology to describe the directional dependence of the velocity of seismic waves in a medium within the Earth. Okay. So it's actually a thing. It is It is a thing. I don't sure. doubt that. But I mean, well, <laughs> it's a air quotes thing and right. air quotes science and air quotes geology. <sighs> so... Okay, here's here's my thing. I do not believe, and this is why I am, you know, I believe what I believe about the shape of the Earth. Hmm. We cannot know the bounds of the Earth, and to me, that includes the inside. That includes the bottom. Sure. We don't go down to the foundations of the Earth. No, you now, can't get there. As far down as they've gone, and I believe that they have gone pretty far. Maybe even farther than the Cola Super Deep Hole. I don't know. Well, um, but if they have, this is not it. If they know, this is not it. This, is, this ain't it, Chief. <laughs> yeah, like Wayne McCorby saying, you know, they'll they'll tell you how things are working one way, but it's really another. Right. I mean, it's not like science has ever lied to us about anything else. Right. Like you know, space, shape of the Earth. Yeah. If I don't believe AIDS, in space, I sure COVID, don't believe them about the foundations of the Earth. Viruses, disease in general, rumpology, everything. Stop it, Jews. Jews. Yeah, right. I don't know something about Jews. I just don't. I don't trust it. I don't. I don't trust them. Also, also, you know what, guys? I I, I think um, if you're ever, and this is this is probably not going to happen too often, but in, in case you are ever around a black, just don't relax. 
I was uh, I will not probably a good idea to not. Yeah, I will I will not be like Hannibal Lecter just relaxed. Yeah. Checking your pulse. Yeah. I I will be I'll be checking something, but I won't be checking my pulse. Right. <laughs> Make sure you're not lacking. Um <laughs> so before we before we get out of here because it is getting to the end of the show, we missed something about the Ukraine and the Russian invasion that's very important, you guys. Okay. Did you know that this whole invasion is driven in a large part mostly by homophobia? Because Russia, based Russia, hates the gays. Uh, Don't they have laws? Yeah, they have laws. Don't they have sodomy laws? They do. They have sodomy laws. Um, But this is coming from, check this out, the chief, the chief of Britain's secret intelligence service, MI6, Richard Moore. Not Robert Moore. Not Roger Moore, excuse me. Richard Moore. Who uses preferred pronouns in his Twitter bio? Oh boy. He claims that Russia's invasion of Ukraine is in part, large part, driven by their homophobia towards LGBT plus people and their rights. Moore, who said he was proud to fly the transgender pride flag atop MI6's London HQ to mark the so called Transgender Day of Visibility in 2001, also said. Trans and non-binary spies have helped make the intelligence service stronger. Folks, you cannot make this shit up. This is actually a thing that this guy fucking said. This is the head of MI6. The head of MI6 has been flying the rainbow flag to mark gay pride since 2015 and has turned the MI6 into one of Britain's top employers for LGBTQ, receiving praise from his efforts from Stonewall, an activist group in the UK. Now, the FBI last year in July said that they had achieved 50% LGBT uh, staff. That's the entire FBI. That's like office fags, the coffee getters, spies, the dog shooters, uh, gay ops, enjoyers, right? All that stuff. Um, and now MI6 is one of Britain's top employers for faggots. Uh, the woke spy chief opined on the destructions unfolding so distressingly in the Ukraine and suggested that freedom-loving people around the world, remembering the values and hard-won freedoms that distinguish us from Putin, none more than LGBT plus rights. Let's resume our series of tweets to mark this. Uh, there's that one. With the tragedy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, introducing, I had to move for the job when I joined MI6. I was so relieved to find out there was an LGBT plus network group. Through the group, I've made some great friends in the office. It's reassuring to know there is support if I need it. This is a guy who works for the fucking MI6's tweet. Okay. Oh, my God. When we say also the previous British ambassador to Turkey. Oh, well, there you go. That's Johnny. Turkish baths, faggots. I've got silver alert president gold. Okay. Five seconds. Do it. It's in the, it's in the paranormies content. Okay. Oh, four seconds. Actually, let's do this. Let's do this. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. Putin may (laughs) of the Iranian people. Holy shit. Dude. <laughs> One more time. One more time. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. I mean, 
Actually, he's not wrong. I know he's not wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. I mean, <laughs> or their wallets. I mean, he will get in their wallets. Oh, right. right. man. No, I, it, but, I mean. What? <laughs> like, also, Robert Seffer's half German, according to Ancestry. No, ha- half Iranian. Right, and his, half Iranian. His mother, his German mother married an Iranian Jew. Right. He's a Jew. So I can't wait for all of, quote, our guys to come out and say, well, his father's not Jewish, or his father's Jewish, not his mother, so it doesn't count. Dude, no. If certain people we know can't have, uh, like, a half-Jewish grandmother on their father's side, then no. Exactly. Uh, uh-uh. Nope. Plus, I'll be friends who the fuck I want to be friends with. Same that here. too. I am. You know who I am? You know who these people on the show are? You think we give a fuck about what any of you think? I mean, other than you, honey, because I love you, and you're, you know, you're the, the mom and stuff. So, other than that, I don't care what anybody thinks. You guys? Uh, uh, no, I'm not big on it. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, don't really care. It's not my be favorite. It, it'd be a far for me to start caring about what the fuck other people think about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, I once had too late at this point, isn't it? I once I'm had a guy. This a, far, yeah. I, I almost had a guy who has like several titles. I mean, and by titles, I mean LOL. LMAO, but uh, say to me, you know, you know, Johnny, uh, I won't know. Actually, what I said was, you know, dude, I actually he said I said something and he kind of looked at me like you're crazy. And I was like, dude, I honestly don't care what anybody thinks about what I have to say. He's like, well, that's obvious. And he like and I was like, yeah. And he he realized I was serious. It's just one of those like all you can do is walk away. Like I'm like, dude, yeah, just like, yeah, dude, I don't care. Like. Other people's opinions about me or what I think are unimportant to me in my daily life. I love how some people try to pretend that they have this infinite capacity to care about every single current outrage and, uh, you know, worried about what other people think and feel and do about stuff. What? Who's this? People? I'm not. Yeah, some people. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's odd. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's a finite it's a finite resource, and I I think it would be best not to squander it on is it, stuff that you have absolutely nothing to do with. Is it the old like I only have so many fucks to give? Exactly. Yeah. And as a dad, I I only get like two a day, you know, and basically you, you're not getting one of them. So. Yeah, both of those that goes to my wife and my son. You can take that Ukraine and shove it right up your ass. I don't care. Again. I don't care. They're both pro-LGBT, so fuck both of them. And you're never going to win the hearts and the souls of the Iranian people that way. No. Not without <laughs> sanctions. Oh, no, the sanctions. <laughs> the sanctions. Oh, God, not the sanctions. The sanctions. Right, right. Oh, oh no. But you know what? With the oh, sanctions, no. you will win the hearts and the minds of the Azov Battalion. You just have to give them a lot of intelligence money and arms. No, but- I mean, with the sanctions, uh, would you, you not can take it? Get... Huh? What? I mean, what? You wouldn't take it? What if if Israel and the CIA offered money and arms? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, money. Mm-hmm. Enter in the promo no. Code the answer is no. The answer is no. Hang on, dog. Get, hang on. Uh, I'm yelling right now. All. Hang on. Hang on. No. The answer is fucking no. 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 Like I said, who, whoever that generous Bitcoin donator was to us a while back that was anonymous and whatever, your choice architecture plan isn't working. We say what we want on the show. 
Like, you know what I mean? Donating doesn't get you anything. No, it does actually. It gets you more paranoid content. That's what it gets you. It does. It does. It does. As, as, and as thankful as we are for that. I wasn't yelling at you, guy, who donated. We appreciate we're just <laughs> We're making a point about where your donations come from and what you do with them. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right. Having standards on who you, on who you accept <laughs> things from. Well, if they're anonymous, though, right? I mean, but like oh, nobody's donating. Like an anonymous Bitcoin yeah. donator who donates like five Bitcoin in a live stream? No, 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 no. I, no. I just don't no, 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 no. I'm talking like a... a like a, a donator who donates like a battalion of you know a flight of helicopters, you know. Oh yeah, that too. A few hundred, I don't, a few hundred I don't fully automatic weapons. I don't appreciate the accusation that it goes to hookers and blow. It certainly doesn't. No, you're sober, and Reinhardt and I are married. So like, I'm engaged. You're engaged. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the hookers are out, and as far as the sober stuff, yeah, we don't do that either. Yeah, don't don't yeah. do that. It's not hookers and blow. It's like it's like bacon and bang or something i don't know like, even even if i still really drank i would definitely wouldn't be doing blow no i think somebody's been listening to too much vapor wave i think somebody's been hitting the vape a little too hard right mm-hmm. what dabbing too hard i don't know what what is happening right dabbing now are you talking about me no oh no it's not all about you reinhardt <laughs> okay before we go can we talk about do we want to do you want to do the female Tourette's thing real quick, uh, Dogbot? Or do you care? Oh, we can save it for another time. I don't I, care enough. I forgot about, about, it. about it. I don't care enough uh, about it. What but about the I gotta uh, coin? Go. All right. Well, Dogbot's uh, got to take off. What coin, Reinhardt? Oh, the uh, coin that uh, Grognak and well later Skull. Yeah, it's us. a um, is it Maya Angelou quarter or something? What is it? Yeah, it looks gay. Yeah, they have Maya Angelou reaching up towards the sun, it looks like, or towards the sky. Both, both arms hands out with a phoenix In a ritual her. pose. Yep. Yeah. Phoenix or an eagle behind her and the sun in the background. How many rays is that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 12, 13? What? Nuh-uh. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 13. Jesus. Because of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> because of course. Okay. So 13 rays on a sun. You have... Isis, you have Maya Angelou. Black Isis. Black Isis. Well, because, of right. course, because of course. Blysis. Blysis. All right, everybody. We're going to get out of here on that note. I'm a little irritated. I don't want to say I'm mad, but now I'm a little irritated. That dude's hand looks black. It looks like he's got like vitiglio on most of his hand. Hey, I couldn't remember that word. It's a white dude in the shadow of his phone over his thumb, but it does look black. Sure. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is. I, know. I don't. That's... I don't know why you went to Vitiglio because it is yeah. definitely. It looks, a... looks, yeah, looks like Vitiglio, dude. That yeah. looks like a black man's thumb. You know. All right. Yeah. He's got yeah. a little white sticking out. It yeah. does. He's got like the Sammy Sosa going on. You know. Right. Hey, baseball reference for you, dog butt. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Necronormicon this week. I am not sure what anybody's going to be reading, but there will be something. We. We'll get that after this, and we will see you this weekend. Later. Time travel makes you gay. Good evening. Tonight, I will be reading from Mysteries of the Ancient Americas. Chapter 7. The Mound Builders. 
On a September day in 1883, Frederick Ward Putnam, a curator of Harvard University's Peabody Museum, scrambled up the steep slope edging the waters of Brush Creek in Adams County, Ohio, and pushed his way through the bushes to follow the winding folds of a great earthen serpent that sprawled for nearly a quarter of a mile above the bend of the stream. The writhing form, with its tail lightly coiled and its distended jaw fastened on an egg-shaped object, cast its spell upon him. The most singular sensation of awe and admiration overwhelmed me, Putnam later wrote, for here before me was the mysterious work of an unknown people whose seemingly most sacred place we had invaded. Was this a symbol of the old serpent faith here on the western continent, which from the earliest time in the religions of the east held so many peoples enthralled and formed so important a factor in the development of succeeding religions? Reclining on one of the huge folds of this gigantic serpent, as the last rays of the sun, glancing down from the distant hilltops, cast their long shadows over the valley, I mused on the probabilities of the past, and there seemed to come to me a picture as of a distant time, of a people with a strange customs, and with it came the demand for an interpretation of this mystery. The unknown must become known. A century has passed since Putnam's visit, but the Great Serpent Mound has yielded few secrets, and perhaps it never will. Its symbolism and ritual function remain as mysterious as ever. The famous mound is just one of thousands upon thousands of strange prehistoric earthworks of various shapes and sizes that are scattered across the eastern half of the United States. From the Great Lakes south to the Gulf Coast and Florida, and from the Appalachian and Allegheny Mountains to the lands just west of the Mississippi River, Dotting the Ohio and Upper Mississippi Valleys are mounds and hillocks rising anywhere from 6 to 70 feet or more, great geometrically shaped ramparts enclosing acres of land, and broad walled avenues. Farther south are mounds that are not only much more massive than the northern ones, but pyramidal in form, with steep, well-graded slopes and flat tops reached by ramps. And from Ohio westward to Wisconsin and Iowa are found hundreds of long, low ridges that trace the flowing outlines of great birds, tortoises, serpents, beasts, and humans. So enormous are these effigy mounds, as they are called, that many can be seen in their entirety only from above. As explorers and settlers pushed further into the interior in the late 17 and early 1800s, Numerous reports trickled back to the seaboard states about the mystifying earthen structures they came upon. In the 1780s, for instance, settlers reaching the site of Marietta, Ohio, on the bluff at the confluence of the Muskingum and Ohio Rivers, found a large complex that included a rampart, 25 to 36 feet wide at the base and 4 to 10 feet high. Two walled-in squares, the larger of which contained 40 acres and four platform mounds, and a neatly circular earthwork enclosing a great mound 30 feet high. There was also a passage to the riverbank, 680 feet long and 150 feet wide, flanked for its full length by 8 to 10 foot high embankments. It seemed likely to the newcomers that the passage had been a ceremonial avenue, and so they named it the Sacra Via, after the sacred way of Imperial Rome. One of the co-founders of Marietta, the Reverend Manasseh Cutler of Ipswich, Massachusetts, 
was particularly fascinated by the earthworks, noting that many of the trees growing atop the Marietta Mounds were of considerable size and that some had grown up out of rotted stumps. He began counting the growth rings in the trees being cleared away. He found one mound tree with 463 rings and concluded that the earthworks dated at least as far back as the early 1300s. Obviously, the builders of these structures were an ancient people, not the Indians presently living there. The people of Marietta took a deeper interest in their historical environment than did many pioneer groups. Resolutions were passed to preserve the two great enclosures and the Sacrawea, and to incorporate the tallest mound in the future cemetery. As the number of reports about earthworks grew, so did curiosity. The apparent antiquity of the structures, the planning and labor they required, and the fact that the local Indians knew nothing about them led to fanciful speculations about the identity of the mound builders, as they were called. The Atlanteans, the Phoenicians, the ten lost tribes of Israel, the Nephites, the Welsh, and the Vikings all had their champions. But the most popular theory was that the mystery people were members of a vanished, superior race, it was a convenient rationale for land-hungry settlers. If the Indians had displaced the mound builders, it was argued, there was nothing inherent about their right to these fertile lands and hunting grounds. To displace them in turn was not a matter of injustice, but rather a case of doing to them what they had done to others. A leading proponent of the lost race theory was Caleb Atwater, the postmaster of Circleville, Ohio. The scholarly Atwater had methodically investigated a good many ancient ruins in southern Ohio. Even as he worked, he noted sadly that the plow and town builders were steadily demolishing the earthen structures. In 1820, he completed a weighty article that incorporated his own findings and the studies of others on the earthworks in the Midwestern states. The paper, published in the New Journal of the American Antiquarian Society, was one of the first detailed surveys of the mounds in that region, and was to become an important record for archaeologists. Atwater the theorist, however, was not so solid as Atwater the scientist. It was his contention that the mounds owe their origin to a people far more civilized than our Indians. And the evidence, in his view, pointed to the people of India. In his words, the temples, altars, and sacred places of the Hindus were always situated on the bank of some stream of water. The same observation applies to the temples, altars, and sacred places of those who erected our tumuli. Who knows, he asked, but that the Muskingum, the Scioto, the Miami, the Ohio, the Cumberland, and the Mississippi were once deemed as sacred, and their banks as quickly settled and as well cultivated as are now the Indus, Ganges, and Burramputer. This ancient civilization, he said, had been carried from Asia across the Bering Strait into Alaska and had spread slowly eastward to the Ohio Valley. What had happened to this vanished people? Atwater was confident he had the answer to that as well. Like many others, he believed the mound builders had left the Ohio Valley at least 1,000 years before and slowly migrated southward, honing their skills as they went along. Their eventual stopping place was Mexico, where they built the monumental stone structures found by Cortez. Atwater's migration theory was to be perpetuated for generations to come. <laughs> 